0: can't sleep too hurt too we gotta call her up <laughs> doom, 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 do, do. Doom, doom dial that number no one answers till it's two o'clock <laughs> And if by chance you let me come over <laughs> Out on the street, I wanna see you, baby. And if by chance you let me just hold you, sing, okay? I'm down on my knee, I wanna please you, baby. I'll be your righteous lover. She says, "Sugar, Mm -hmm. honey, Mm -hmm. darling, Mm I really wanna see Mm -hmm. you too." Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's about it's just that someone's over, baby. I really wanna be with you and change <laughs> you let me just oh. you sound like Cher you sound
1: like Cher right at that part oh and <laughs> it's got a little country western on it it's just so good I had to throw a
0: little white stank on it
1: yes <laughs> praise the lord niggas praise the lord how are you sister
0: mmm I'm here. I have a story for you, but I'm away till the what? Petty peeves. All right. Um, but yeah, I'm doing well. I'm. I feel like uh, I've been in a in a mental slump for a little mm. while, if that makes sense. It like does. I think the haze of of just you know living in this world has yes. been crazy, um, and I feel like that that I feel that breaking up like congestion just a little bit more each day. And I'm grateful for that.
1: It is. I don't think that we even, I don't think we really sit with how trying, how taxing it is to just Mm -mm. be in a world Mm -mm. where every day it just becomes more and more apparent that we are not safe. (laughs) We are not safe. and and, And I think the labor of having to sort of move through that is something that I don't think we deal with enough as a people. Because so it, it does, it does weigh on you like a cloak. It's like it's like what? a it can be very heavy. It feels like a weighted blanket. You just negotiating life with this weighted blanket of anxiety, stress and emotion. And it's like I hate it. <sighs> very, very hard. And I don't know if it's just I don't know if it's um if getting older means that my capacity to just move through the difficulty, like the difficulty doesn't exist. If that mm-hmm. is just evaporating or mm. if getting older means that I'm just more sensitive to things. I'm just things that didn't used to bother me now bother me or it may be a combination of the two. Either way, girl. I think
0: it's a combo. I think it's a combo of because I feel like the world that we live in right now is like trying to operate. It's in to kill sand.
1: us. Kill us dead. Like,
0: right, like, hey. I feel like we are trying to get tasks done and we are doing it in water or sand. Where there's just constant resistance that we can't control. Mm. And then I think on top of that, as you get older, you know, your tolerance for certain shit just is like, absolutely the fuck not. Yeah, I think there might be, a, which is a heightened sensitivity of self, yes. right? Like I don't have the capacity. And then you, you just add the complications of everything. And I think all combined with our powers combined, yes. we are exhausted.
1: <laughs> right. And so. I also think that uh, another thing that factors in is that like rest is more than just sleep. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Ooh, say that again. Rest is more than just sleep. Like it used to be a time Mm -hmm. where a nap would just fix everything and make me feel like, all right, I have a little bit more energy to do what I have to do. But now I'm recognizing that when I say that I'm going to rest, it is more than just getting seven to eight hours of sleep. It is I have to literally build in things that are restorative to my mind, to my spirit, Mm -hmm. to my to my Mm -hmm. physical person. Um, yep. and sleep is just not the band aid that it used to be. It is important. It is more than important. It is essential that I sleep, but it's not mm-hmm. like, it's not, it's, it takes more than sleep to get, to get right. Cause so, you may, you don't always rest when you sleep. Uh, most of the time I'm learning, I'm realizing that most of the time when I get into bed at the end of the day, it, if I do fall asleep, it is sheer exhaustion and exhaustion. <laughs> As, mm-hmm. as opposed yes. to, <laughs> <Yes>. like, <laughs> intentioned, the re- recovery time. It is like, I don't fall asleep, it is. I pass out. <laughs> Sister, <laughs> let I- me tell you
0: something. <laughs> very Angie Stone. I would like to address the nasty rumors that I am dead. I am not. I am very much here. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, y'all did kill
1: Angie Stone.
0: And Angie said no, literally amazing. nobody killed Angie Stone but Angie Stone. <laughs> like, <laughs> Nobody said she was dead. Angie Even Stone Kelly said, Price was allegedly missing and we all knew that. Literally, no, everybody was like, huh, y'all said, did y'all think Angie Stone was I didn't
1: think Angie Stone was dead. I had not heard it myself. That was not the rumor <laughs> exactly. that came across my timeline at any point. Literally not, not heard a heard single Negro Not a peep. Of all the blacks that I follow and know personally, ooh, no one ooh. said... Angie nobody killed on. Angie Stone but Angie fucking Stone
0: she made that up she she's did. like what can I do right now because <laughs> I'm feeling irrelevant <laughs>
2: Said, she might I would have like to
0: address The nasty rumors. nasty rumors Maybe somebody from her book club Said it or something but I was like we Perhaps. did <laughs> it, it
1: It's gotta be somebody That knows her personally that
0: started that Well girl then go send them a video Personally or a LinkedIn or a Fucking text message <laughs> leave us alone <laughs> The nasty rumors The nasty rumors Me and Dustin were crying On the it's phone It's gotta the be other weird day. to
1: hear a rumor that you are passed on And you're alive that's gotta be like out
0: of body experience. Like yeah what? I think I think uh, you know a lot of celebrities get killed off a lot. And I think a That's lot of true. them at this point just be like, girl, I'm not like I'm here. <laughs> I'm I'm still here. Um I'm, but how are
1: you? Oh Tisha Campbell <laughs> <laughs> Cuckoo Boots. Tisha
0: <laughs> Campbell is still here. She is um, very much here.
1: <laughs> I am doing okay uh Again, like I, I think I shared last week. I'm in the very, I'm in the middle of a long travel stint. Are you are on the road? You are weeks at a time. I'm in and out of the airports, moving through. But you know, all is well. I am. I'm hitting my marks. That's my latest thing. I'm hitting my marks, check, crossing things off of my my daily to do. Yes, and and grateful for that. And you know, just moving through, looking forward to. I'm thinking I'm going to use our time in August when we go see Beyonce. Mm-hmm. That is going to be a restorative trip for me. Oh, yeah. Because that's going to come at, at the end of like the summer travel
2: mm-hmm.
1: haul. Mm-hmm. All, all of my June, July, August travel will sort of culminate yep. with that trip. <clears throat> Absolutely. And I'm excited to just have some time with my sisters and just, just not think about anything. I'm yes, excited to let my know, eyebrows
0: be, be in the sun finally.
1: <laughs> oh, what a joy. What a joy. I'm like, and I do not want to be time. wearing
0: visors in fucking Vegas. But I
1: need to yes, I need to get with Nikki to schedule.
0: Do, sister, because I, I am I'm still healing, right? Because it's some time, but uh, yes. it's just settling, just, just coming together so nicely. It looks good. Thank you so it much. It looks wonderful. Thank you so it much. It does. Well, um, We have a good show for you all today. We have an awesome guest at the kitchen table, which I'm excited to bring to you all. And we actually have a couple of lingering graduation announcements that we want to go ahead and make sure that we get in this season. So we're going to switch on over to that. So sister, shall we go ahead and head to our couple of graduation announcements? Let's go. Let's do it.
1: What's up, everybody. We are back. To uh, finish up the last few uh, graduation announcements, and I'm going to get us started um, reading an announcement that is from our friend Vince King. <clears throat> Vince King writes, Hi, Jade and Kia. I hope you're both <sighs> doing great. My wife, Melanie, loves you guys. She's pretty much hey, Melanie, listening Carol. all the time, has been for years now. So naturally, I ended up listening and loving the show, too. Y'all are hilarious, by the way, but I like the more serious stuff, too. <laughs> Thank you, Vince. Thank you, Vincent. Uh, <laughs> I was hoping you could give a graduation shout-out to my wife, Melanie King. I meant to get it in early, but you know, weed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, tri- gang, gang Okay, yes. nigga, I got you. <laughs> said, Excuse me. Said, Thanks for keeping it open. We got you, Vince. Okay, anyways, Melanie just graduated this year with her associates in psychology and is transferring to C- S-U-N, this fall to get her B.A. I'm so unbelievably proud of her and love her more than anything in the world. She did it while fighting stage two breast cancer. Wow. Right after healing from Mm. a myomectomy. Mel didn't quit Mm. school or work when she got diagnosed the year after we got married. Right when we wanted to have kids. She keeps fighting through it like a champ and is kind of my hero or spirit animal or something like that. She is in remission right now but she's still doing chemo and hormone therapy for the next couple of years. That's basically like being stuck in menopause for five years, wow. Mm. I really don't know how, to, how she keeps pushing, but there really isn't anything that's stronger than a motivated black woman, so I guess it makes sense. I also mm. wanted to thank you because your podcasts have really helped her get through some ridiculously hard times these past few years. I really, really appreciate it. Y'all have her just cracking up and being introspective all the time. It's super cute, so thanks for that. I don't want to take up too much more of your time. I'm sure you got lots of shit to do or more mail to read. Oh, (laughs) and thank you both for giving me a shout out for graduating last year too. By the way, that really made my week, and I appreciate it. I wish all the wins and blessings for you both. Thanks again. That's from Vince King. So Vince, Vince, we love you. Okay, thank you. Oh my God. Do. Melanie. Melanie, girl, I oh, mean, we love you, girl. You stand a superhero, and we are just, Dude. we are proud of you. I'm so happy, oh my god, and blessed that you continue to find purpose in mm-hmm. um, even through all the difficulty that you are currently negotiating. And I'm excited about your future. I'm excited yes. that you are continuing to study, and I know that you're going to do uh, do well um, and continue to to have much success and know that we mm-hmm. love you and we are praying for you. And, uh, you know, we are right here in it with you, girl, at the kitchen table. So continue to fight and uh, we are going to be praying for your for your restoration in all areas oh and aspects.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, we're sending you so, we're sending the both of you so, so yes. much love. And Melody, yes. just an extra sprinkling for you.
1: Yes.
0: Oh, my I love to Melanie. hear it. That just, that just made my day. All right. Our next announcement comes from,
3: okay, Melanie King.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We stand because the husband is shouting out the wife and the wife is shouting out her damn self. Please continue. Okay, so you know what?
0: We're just going to keep it fucking going. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> Hello, Dr. Takia and Chef Jay. Last year, I rode in to celebrate my husband yes. completing his AA. The time has come for me to shout out myself. First, I want to let you both know you each played a huge part in me betting on myself and quitting a job that was sucking my soul to start college. On May 19th, I graduated from Moore Park College with my AA in psychology, and I did it cum laude with a 3.64 GPA. Come on with it. And we I like when we get more I like when we get more context, yeah, this achievement is very significant as I was diagnosed with stage two b breast cancer six weeks into the fall twenty twenty one semester. Me being me, taking time off was not an option. I took things day by day and I'm so proud to announce that my husband Vince and I will be attending come California State Northridge, CSUN, in the fall to both pursue bachelor's in psychology to partner with medical careers. Now Vince, you didn't tell us that. Didn't and this is, why you, need, this is this why you need this is why you need You know this queen at your side, she's going to come through with the deets. Okay. I love this um Kia, thank you for teaching me that there is a space out here for girls who pop gum and wear door knockers down to the meetings. Oh, yeah. I hope you have another e- uh, event in L.A. for Team Typing Fast as I could not attend the first oh, brunch. Oh, working
1: on it. It's history.
0: Oh, it's coming. Jade, watching you continue to evolve after your culinary school journey has been so beautiful. Thank you so much. I can't wait to try your food. Please come to LA with Santana and bring those nachos. Soon come.
2: Soon I'm come. trying
0: to experience that freckle sauce, fam. I have included some pictures of my day with my husband, the family, and my BFF and my Jade of all, Jade's pants. Hey! Yes. Love you, Dad. And I cannot wait to see what amazing things the universe has in store for you too. Best, Melanie King. All awesome. right, now I get to see some pictures put some context together Oh, Melanie! She she came out with her stunner shades on. I
1: love it. So I good. love these. Oh, you and have since, a beautiful family. I think Melanie just, you know, she just gave me this. But I'm just thinking the next. I think that U.S. Santana need to cater the next team type of fast situation. I'm down for that,
0: actually, sister. I'm Let's completely just go down ahead for that. And
1: get this dude. Just two. Let's, bird, work, it Let's so it go. work it out. Let's see. You gotta work it out. We're about to do it. <laughs> We're about to do it. <laughs> Melanie,
0: Vince, again, so we are sending you, you. You got big love over here for, at Getting Grown, and we are, just, we are just over the moon for the both of you and want to continue to hear about your journey together in this education space. That's a first here on the show. So I know, that's
1: right. I'm I excited for us. you both. <clears throat> All right. And we, our next graduation announcement comes from era Lene. Hi, aunties, Jades and Kia. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> That's in. a first. Jades. Jade of all jades. Hades. Hades. Uh, <laughs> <yes>. uh <laughs> I finally get my chance to send in my graduation letter. So for me, I have graduated from UArts with a BFA in photography and a minor in business along uh, side my friend uh, Zaire Jackson, who got her BFA in photography as well. While robbed of my cum laude, I was just happy to get out of that white hellhole. I know that's right. Special that's thanks right. to <laughs> the only two teachers who matter, uh, Lindsay and Sean. I also wanted to shout out my friends who crossed the stage alongside me. We have uh, Kajatu, uh, Jara, and Tess uh, Adul-Hafiz, who graduated from the Howard University, both who with their you. Bachelor's of Sciences in Health Sciences, cum laude, Next is, uh, Cameo Chambers, who graduated from University of Pittsburgh with a BA in Interdisciplinary Arts. Come Lastly, on. I want to shout out my cousin Tiffany Turk <coughs> and her friend Shalisa Palmer for graduating from Town University last year and becoming teachers Kun Lao and Magna Kun Lao, just a couple of Philly girls making a way. And then that, again, all of these wonderful shout outs, people completing their degrees, uh, come at the hands of our sis. Ziera Lene. Thank you for all of these pictures of all of these beautiful brown people achieving. We love it. Love it. We love Love it. We love
0: it. it. Okay, the lip gloss is popping.
1: Period. And congratulations to everyone.
0: Yes, every last one of you. Oh, y'all are so cute. Oh, look at this. This is just a brigade of black girls. It just makes me so happy. So good. All right. Yes, congratulations to each and every one of you. All right. Our next one reads, hello, Chef Jade and Dr. Kia. I realized that I forgot to attach a picture to my original email. This is from Jasmine. Thank okay. you so much for acknowledging me and my accomplishment. And Jasmine included some super cute pics of her, her and her slick ponytail. Oh, look. at. Okay, now hold on now. Here we go. Here's the actual yes. announcement. Hello, Chef Jade and Dr. Kia. I'm so excited to announce that I finally completed my master's in public health. This has been a journey that started during the pandemic at 36 years old. I got to walk across the stage with honors while my baby girl who turned nine the next day got to cheer me on. Oh, I'm a single mama and this journey was not easy. But every time I wanted to give up, my daughter would turn to me and tell me how much she loved me and how proud she was. It's been a long time coming, but your girl finally gets a comma after her name. I know that's Thank right. you both for your indirect support and encouragement. And that's from Jasmine MPH, honey. And that's not okay. miles per hour. I know period. That's
1: right. period. So proud Jasmine, of you Jasmine, you look
0: beautiful. Congratulations. Yes. Look, your daughter is looking at you with pride. And I think that is that is the most beautiful of all of these f- photographs. Absolutely. We're so proud of
1: you. I'd also like to add that your shoes are shoeing for the graduation. Boots, oh, <laughs> so okay. okay. To you. As well um, as your hat. <clears throat> yes, indeed. We love this. Uh and this is again a highlight of getting grown. Year after year. We love this time of year. It is the most wonderful time of year at the kitchen table because we love celebrating you all and your achievements. We um, do. I think that this is the real time conclusion of a graduation. Oh no,
0: we got one more, sister. <laughs> <All> period. <laughs> I'm set up oh period. I'm just I you. have it pulled up. It was uh it was it was embedded. Okay. I'll just do I'll knock this out really quickly Can and then Kia will close this out. Yes. Hello, Chef Jade and Dr. Kia, hello. First I want to say I appreciate you both for amplifying the voice of aunties and I love my weekly chats down to the kitchen table. That's right girl. I am celebrating me. I finished my bachelor's in psychology with a minor in identity studies in July 2020 and immediately began working toward my master's in clinical mental health counseling. I have completed 60 credits with a GPA of 3.92. <laughs> <laughs> Haha. Passed Maybe. the National Counselor's Exam for state licensure and completed 700 internship hours. Your girl is a whole therapist
1: yes she period. is
0: This journey has been long and hard, especially while raising four kids, moving across country and experiencing unimaginable loss. But with God, my amazing husband, my sister and my sister's support, I am proud to reintroduce myself, Malaya Thomas, LCP, Team Typing Fast. (laughs) Hello, the Team Typing Fast is also in the commas. Congrats to you, Chef Jade. Thank you. And so much love to you, Dr. Kia. P.S. I attached my 2020 grab picks because the new ones haven't been taken yet but it's her and her four kids Aww. and her husband and they are all perched. Okay. Perched. Everybody's perched. And I love it. You look beautiful. Congratulations. Yes. Malaya. Love
1: and now tree. we're done. Yes. Now we're done. That was the last one of this season. So if you send in another graduation announcement, we will probably likely won't read it until next year's, um, uh, graduation announcement season. But yeah. Always, as always, as I was saying before, we love to celebrate with you as you guys are out here accomplishing, even despite the circumstances that are this world. Right.
0: So we, yes. Oh, we recognize okay. that
1: it's hard out here for everyone. But you guys are still you know, doing it. It's hard out here for oh, a human. Yes, that's right. For a human. Saraji told us a long time ago. And so we are we are excited about all of the great things that you guys are doing and we celebrate with you. And yeah, shout out to y'all. Yeah, Congrats. shout out to each and every
0: one of you. Like Kia said, this is our favorite time of the year. Mm-hmm. And we're excited when, we, when we'll when we get to do more to actually celebrate you all. But to be able to do this alone, we're so grateful that you, that you allow us to celebrate with you and send your announcements in. And um, it's just an honor. It's an honor every single year. And we hope Amen. we get to do it as long as we humanly can. So shout out to all of you. Love to all of you all. And we're going to move on to... Another shout out.
3: Damn. My sister's popping right now, right
0: alright you All right, y'all. I wanted to bring another shout out uh, because I've been meaning to do this for some time now, and I actually just kept forgetting, to be perfectly honest. So, Kia and I announced, you know, that we were recently on Dr. Joy's Sisterhood Heels book tour. We were yes, guests alongside our sister's friend and Crystal. And, um, I received an amazing gift at this particular launch and I have to bring it. I want to make sure that I get all of the information correct. So there is a baker here and a pastry chef here in Brooklyn by the name of Jenna Mm
2: -hmm. and
0: Jenna uh, is Sierra, she's from Sierra Leone originally our family her lineage is from Sierra Leone and Jenna brought me a cake y'all she brought me because I've been meaning to hit her events I'm always messaging her telling her I'm gonna get to one of her pop-ups and then something always ends up happening and I'm never able to make it and so she came to the Sisterhood Heels bookstore stop and brought me a cake a whole cake a, y'all. Cardamom spiced carrot Why? cake with brown butter, a cream, cheese, buttercream. Brown
1: cream. butter? Oh, wait a And
0: a little salted caramel for some I love razzle dust. Brown dazzle, butter, honey.
1: anything. Okay. Sister, anything. Brown Do you mean, hear me?
0: It was brown butter. This was a brown mean. butter, cream, cheese, buttercream.
1: Y'all had me add cardamom. Why does cardamom have us in a, str- a stronghold like
0: that? Oh, because it's, you know, a cousin of cinnamon and it oh. just adds an amazing pop. Earthy, nutty, delicious, slightly <laughs> naturally
1: sweet pop. I love a baking. Mm. Cha- I love a baking competition show. Yes. And when the girls pull out the cardamom, I know they're not playing. Okay. They came <laughs> to win. They came to win. <laughs> they're no, not. Sorry. Me and Santana
0: did a cardamom ice cream, and let me oh. tell you something for a dinner party years ago. Woo! Impeccable impeccable. But I wanted to shout out Jenna. So she's the owner and cake designer at Pella Kitchen uh, bespoke micro bakery run out of, out of Bed-Stuy that specializes in botanical cake artistry. And mm. it was. Okay. It was decorated with like a little sprig of lavender. Very Such cute. Pela means home in Mende. A nod to Jenna's Sierra Leonean heritage. And as a self-taught baker and aspiring recipe maker, she likes to think of sharing her desserts as a way of inviting people into her home and ultimately The diverse flavors and ingredients of the African diaspora. So, I wanted to shout out Jenna and I wanted to shout out Pela if you're in the New York area because she does many events, many pop ups throughout the year, and I would love to incorporate her in one coming soon. But in the meantime, make sure you all support, go check her out, see where she's at. I'll have all of the information in the description box Mm -hmm. so that you can find Jenna and find Pela uh, Baking Goods. (laughs) I just made that up. Pela Kitchen, (laughs) which it also has the cutest logo. She's got the cutest site. Like, I love seeing black girls doing it. It just makes my heart happy. So yes, make sure you all support. And with that being said, let's move on to this kitchen table talk. We have an amazing guest today.
1: Yes. Let's do it.
0: Oh, hello, sister. What's up, sister? So, have you heard of
1: the app
0: Hinge?
1: Mm, I've heard a few things here and there but I don't know that much
0: about. well it's a dating app you know oh. no uh, yes. not trying to throw any hints your direction but mm. how some effort <laughs> it's an intentional dating app you know we both speak very much about intentionality and all that we do do we not mm. we want to do stuff on purpose right and so it's the app that is meant to be deleted
1: okay well I'm good at deleting apps yes
0: yeah you know you just build a little easy you know unique profile using their feature called Hinge Prompts and the prompts helps you showcase your personality and share mm. your interests and your humor and your, your dating intentions. Mm. Okay. Are you intrigued? I'm, I'm not close. I'm not close.
1: <laughs> Let's talk through it. Let's talk through
0: it. So they have a couple prompts and I think I think it would be fun for us to do some of them together. You know, just a little <clears throat> warm up, you know. So okay, date vibes. Like what together we could (laughs) the best way to ask me out is by what's your date vibes looking like
1: uh have a plan have a plan young man Have a plan I don't like Mm -hmm. I feel like I have to make A lot of decisions in my life I have decision fatigue So if you make decisions for me Like Mm -hmm. real Like good ones though Don't be out here Choosing chicken fingers And french fries for the table Cause okay (laughs) But uh, We are grown (laughs) And what's the best way For somebody to ask you out Just tell me what time To be ready Oh, oh, you like somebody to be assertive. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I have decision fatigue. I'm making decisions all day long. Tell me to be dressed at seven o'clock.
0: You don't want no him and hawing. Yeah.
1: If I'm telling you that I'm already available on Thursday night and then you say, OK, so what you want to do? I don't got time for that. That's fair. You want somebody who's
0: going to move with intentionality, which is why Hinge is so amazing Absolutely. because it's built to move with
1: intentionality. Absolutely. Uh, that 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 uh, particular chapter in your life is closed. But for those of us who are still exploring, it seems that Hinge is the place. Where that can happen. So if you're looking for a meaningful relationship, download Hinge today and meet someone great and then delete Hinge when it feels just right.
0: All right. Welcome, everybody, back to the kitchen table. I am so excited for our guest today. I know you all have heard that so many times, (laughs) but... This is my family, actually. My family is here with me today. Um, Our cousin, Dr. Micah Allen is here. She is a naturopath and a licensed acupuncturist. And we're going to speak a little bit about alternative medication and what that means and the term Chinese medicine and Mm. so many things.
3: So... Dr. Micah, thank you so much for joining us. Yes, welcome. Thank you you guys so much for sharing your space and your platform. Um, My name is Dr. Micah Allen, as Jade said earlier. I am a naturopathic physician and licensed acupuncturist, currently practicing out of Richmond, Virginia. Nice. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I was out in Seattle for a while before transitioning to Richmond about six years ago. Um, but has a thriving practice here where we've grown tremendously over the last three years, specifically around COVID and folks just looking for alternative or complementary therapy. So it's been a blast and I'm excited to share with you guys. We're excited. Yes.
0: Okay, so let's get into the definition of, so you said it's naturopathic.
3: Yes, yes. It can Not be. naturopath. So naturopathic physician, naturopath, it depends on what state you're in, right? So there's okay. licensure, there's um, different legalities around the term, uh, but naturopathic mm-hmm. physician is is what my license states from Washington State. Yeah. So that's not common with Black
0: people. <laughs> that's not, it is, but it's not. It is our origins, right. but it's something that we've gotten away from with Western medication. And I do want to put it out there that we are not here to uh, to shit on Western medication. Yes. But I think it's important that we explore all of our different alternative ways of healing and addressing our illnesses and our well-being, um, because that's where we started originally. So what got you on your start into natural, medica- natural medication? I natural would, medicine? Yeah,
3: I would say, you know. Long story short, my degree, my bachelor's science degree is in animal science, believe it or not. Mm. So my first love was vet medicine until I got to the farm and they were like, you got to butcher this cow and process this chicken. And I was like, "Uh, I don't think I want any parts of that. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I want to help animals. I'm not interested in the large animal stuff. So I started exploring uh, conventional medicine. Um, I found myself not necessarily on the farm, but more at the pharmacy school doing research. And I had this amazing internship while I was at Florida NM University. Go Rattlers! Mm-hmm. With this <laughs> phenomenal doctor, who was he was um, a pharmacist as well as a gastroenterologist. Right. So mm-hmm. he brought me in during the summer. We were doing rotations. And we saw patient after patient and there was no like diversity in the treatment plan. You know, if you have GERD, then you are getting Prilosec or some (laughs) sort of, you know, acid blocker. But when we would finish rounds, you know, I would ask him, we would have conversations like, okay, well, you know, this person had reflux, but their cause was due to stress or this person Mm -hmm. due to diet. Like we could dialogue about that stuff after clinic but it didn't necessarily come up during the time that we were Mm -hmm. in with patients. And Mm -hmm. I don't fault him for that at all. I think it's just the system that conventional medicine Mm -hmm. finds itself in, um, Mm -hmm. where insurance companies, a lot of times will dictate, you know, you have a five to seven minute consultation. That's the Mm -hmm. amount of time that you're getting paid for. So those longer in-depth conversations don't get to be had. Um, and I think they're very important. So, I wanted to be able to have an offer of medicine that was congruent with what I would offer my family. Right.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I want to be able to walk out at the end of the day and say, you know, what I recommended for this person I would do for myself.
2: Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm.
3: that's how I found natural medicine. That's why I decided to move in that direction because I wanted to be congruent with an authentic and how I provided mm-hmm. uh, my services.
0: I love that. What's your take on Western medicine? What if as a naturopathic doctor, what is your take on Western medicine?
3: Yes. Just like you prefaced earlier, I am not anti-Western medicine. I am more collaborative, complementary. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we all need a seat at the table mm-hmm. if you have a mm-hmm. team, right? Um, so say, for instance, when you're out in the Northwest in the Seattle area, you're going to see a lot more complementary medicine centers where you have mm-hmm. naturopathic physicians, acupuncturists, nutritionists, and we're starting to see it a little bit more East, mm-hmm. but I mm-hmm. think that's where we need to get as a medical community where everyone is collaborative. We're not in these very specific um, specialties per se. Obviously we can have specialties, mm-hmm. But there needs to be conversations that are had outside of the PCP, who typically is Mm -hmm. the gatekeeper. (laughs) But Mm -hmm. this whole going back and forth about, oh, this is better, this is not, no, it could all work. Um, If somebody comes to my office with a broken leg, thank Mm -hmm. God we have surgeons. Thank God we have medicine, right?
2: Mm
3: -hmm. So for me, Western medicine, Um, it's collaborative in nature. There's a need for it, but that does not mean, you know, for certain medications, certain lifestyle diseases that we need to be on a pharmaceutical drug for the rest of our lives. If there's anything Mm -hmm. that can be done to either prevent or treat it naturally. Mm -hmm. I love that.
1: um, More collaborative Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. sort of framing because I think just sort of as a consumer right as a person who goes to doctors and is negotiating different sort of health conditions I know what it's like to sort of feel caught between Mm -hmm. different specialists who are sort of arguing or it Mm -hmm. seems like it feels like you're well I think that she should be treated this way or I think that she should be treated this way and you know I have longed for spaces where all of my doctors were on the same page uh, yes. about about a thing, so I love that that I love that framing um and i and I love sort of learning that this mm-hmm. is an option that's available to us um right. thinking about these sort of collaborative practices. So I have a twofold sort of question because honestly, mm-hmm. the first thing that comes to mind, I'll be very transparent here, please do not laugh at me. Um, do you remember the you remember the spin-off from Grey's Anatomy called Private Practice that the mm-hmm, around mm-hmm. And I know that there was a one doctor in that collective who was a naturopathic doctor. Uh-huh. Um, and he worked alongside the quote unquote Western physicians, but was there to sort of think of different alternatives to pain treatment or alternatives for let's say they had a patient who was allergic to a common medication or allergic to something um, that was in the sort of conventional treatment path, he was there to sort of help to bring in or introduce other forms or elements uh, or ways of of treating a particular condition that, you know, Western medicine, you know, the options were limited if we were only to look at that Western lens. I wanted to sort of know how far away from that uh, like how what's the distance between that and like actual reality? Like when you were talking about the sort of collectives that existed on the Pacific uh, you know, coast of the country. And then mm-hmm. I would love to know tell us a little bit more about sort of the training that you received, uh, mm-hmm. your your journey, um, and how that complements, you know, these collective, collaborative
3: sort of Entities. I know that was a long way. I hope I didn't lose you <laughs> there. I was able to graph onto it. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry. Think, let me know. Let no. me know if I missed the mark. I know. Oh, okay. no. I think you got it. So the first, the first uh, portion of the question, as far as collaboration, that would be ideal. I've I'd okay. seen that. Right. I've seen that while I was out west um, during my schooling. Um, We don't see it as often. Right. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of the clients that I see who show up at my clinic um, or who I might support as a consultant virtually. Usually I'm their last resort. They've grown Mm -hmm. tired. They're Mm -hmm. like, listen, I'm tired of doing this. I'm not having enough time to talk with my doctor about it. What are some options that you have for me? Mm -hmm. So it's not like I'm in a collaborative space. Mm -hmm. I have my own private practice. I'm a solo practitioner. So for me, it's reaching out to that either clinician or Mm -hmm. helping the patient advocate for themselves. So (laughs) a lot of what I do is empowering them. Hey, if your blood pressure is out of control, you're on five different Mm -hmm. medications. Here are the labs that I think would be important for your clinician to take aside mm-hmm. from your classic CBC, your chemistry panel. These are the litany of mm. different things that I think would be important for you to know as data, mm-hmm. right? That we could keep and look at and trend over time. Mm-hmm. So it's either reaching out to the clinician themselves or empowering the patient. Okay. Um,
0: mm, I love that.
3: Um, so a lot of times people, when I'm talking to them, about what they might be presenting with. I give them my best recommendations, whether it's nutrition, herbal, acupuncture. But then, you know, like we were talking about earlier, some folks are like, oh, well, I came to you. You're a natural doctor. You know, why are you mm-hmm. talking about all this other stuff? And I'm like, well, the other stuff is important. Mm-hmm. Your mm-hmm. screenings mm-hmm. are important.
2: Yes, your labs, absolutely. your annual
3: exams every year. That's important because if we don't know the information, then how do we act on it and right. treat it
2: appropriately? Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's so, not an either or. Y'all got me fired up. No, well, no, it's not mm-hmm. an either or. Right? It's not like
1: people because I think it is. That is a common sort of mis- yes. misconception. People feel like if I go the this route then I am abandoning all of uh, yes. Western medicine. And then you're saying it's a both end. It's not an either or. You can, you can sort of be added to this group of doctors who are uh, employing all of these different methodologies and modalities to help us to really understand what's happening in the body so that we yeah. can respond mm-hmm. accordingly. Yes. And
0: what's been your experience, not to veer you from mm-hmm. Kia's two-parter, just before we, we mm-hmm. leave this part, what's been your experience with... Because you, you're you in a collaborative state of mind, right? So you're mm-hmm. like, you need to go here and check this. And then I can do this based off of that information. Right. What's been your experience with those doctors and them giving you information? Because I remember being at my chiropractor mm-hmm. a while back. And they were trying to call somebody's doctor for some information for something that they needed for that person. Mm. And, they're, and I hear them bitching. They're like, every time I call, they're giving me issues. Mm-hmm. Every time I call, they, you know. And so what's been your experience with Western doctors in trying to have those collaborative efforts?
3: Yeah, I would say it depends. It absolutely mm-hmm. depends on the provider. Mm-hmm. Um, it depends on your approach. So I'm never going to pick up the call, the phone to call another doctor unless it's an emergency.
2: Mm-hmm, we're going mm-hmm.
3: go to go the route of, hey, I need a records request release form for me, mm-hmm. right? Okay. I'm going to send a okay. records release form to that doctor's office and they have a certain mm-hmm. amount of time to provide the information to us, mm-hmm. right? Okay. so really black and white. There's no, you know, like we're a part of the team too. So you <laughs> have some folks mm-hmm. who are open, who are open to that collaborative measure, some who are just Good. like, nah, you shouldn't be doing mm-hmm. this, or that's not going to help. I'm like, well, mm-hmm. you literally told them you have no other options for yeah. them. So,
2: yeah. <laughs> Right.
3: And we're right. Talking to, we're okay, talking back to a system of medicine. Back to kids two parter. my bad. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I'll come back. I'll come back. But we're talking about a system of medicine where we talk about traditional Chinese medicine that's been around for mm-hmm. thousands of years. Conventional medicine mm-hmm. is just a few hundred years old. So, mm-hmm. I mean, we can call it traditional or, you know, new age, but who's really the older form it's of medicine, right?
0: That is true. That is so, true.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Given, so it, that, it, it,
1: yeah, given that, I would love for you to talk a little bit about your training. I know that you got your doctorate yeah. in uh, naturopathic medicine. So tell us a little bit about what that process is. Oh, that's hey Brooklyn. Sorry. Um, tell yes. us a little bit about what the process of your training uh was like. Yes,
3: yes. it was it was tough. So mm-hmm. um like I said earlier, I graduated from Florida AM University with an uh bachelor's of science in animal science, pre-vet medicine. Um, and then I entered Bastier University, um, oh, out my. in Kenmore, Washington, not too far away from Seattle. And I started the naturopathic medicine program. And so okay. that program in and of itself is a five and a half year program. And so the first two years are mainly didactic in nature. We're doing all of your ologies. So your pathology, your anatomy, all the way down to the cadaver lab. Right. So mm-hmm. we're doing the, the whole medical school thing. Um, okay. After the second year, we enter the clinic. And during the clinic, we're seeing patients and learning different modalities around nutrition, around um, herbs, uh, physical medicine. So we even learn how to do adjustments, um, so it's a very broad um, learning curve. Mm-hmm. But in addition to those natural therapies, we're all re- we're also doing pap smears. We're doing well woman mm-hmm. exams. We're doing well men exams you know, Mm -hmm. Um, Mm well-childed. A portion of our studies also allotted us to um, enter medical facilities and hospitals in the Seattle area. So we did internships and externships that were collaborative in nature, like what I spoke about earlier. Um, Mm -hmm. And then the acupuncture portion, I was, I think, fourth year in the ND program And I started Mm -hmm. developing frozen shoulder syndrome. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. what's that? It's basically um, where your shoulder is immobile, you can't move it. So, it's adhesive capsulitis, if you can think of that. So, the whole capsule or the joint is immobile. Okay. it can happen from changes in hormones or extreme stress mm-hmm. and I'm sure I was mm-hmm. probably getting a little bit of both oh yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so my <laughs> colleagues they were just like well you know we have an acupuncture school you get a student discount and growing up in rural South Florida I'm just like acupuncture like you know this naturopathic medicine thing mm-hmm. is already out there for my kids <laughs> right. and they're just like just, just give it a try literally Six weeks of treatment, it completely resolved the frozen shoulder syndrome. Wow. I Mm marched my little self up to the registrar's office and said, so I was like to register, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Register. Okay, so
0: you had to experience something for yourself before you were fully invested, yes. to see that it worked, which I really appreciate because, like you said, I'm, I'm going to do it for my family. Yes, I'd rather do it for my family before I tell people to do it for themselves as well. You have to trust me in some kind of way. Yes. I don't know if we talked about this before, but I had tendinitis in my wrist, Mm-mm. and I remember I was going to physical therapists. I was on 800 milligram ibuprofen. I already have arthritis in this wrist. Um, They wanted to start doing cortisone shots. And before that, before I went in that direction, I got on a, um, on a program of bromelain and turmeric, Mm -hmm. but the combination itself, that was more effective than the physical therapy. It was more effective than the ibuprofen, which was breaking down my liver. Yeah. And, I I so I truly believe in in natural medication but I do think that western I love that collaborative effort and I right. wasn't sure how those work together yeah. initially. Let's talk about the um umbrella term of Chinese medicine. Yeah. Um because right. I know a lot of this originated obviously thousands and thousands of years ago, mm-hmm. but we also had a lot of remedies with in, in African medicine as well. Do those what is the term? Why is everything under the umbrella term of Chinese medicine? Can you break that down for us a little bit more?
3: Yeah, and and Chinese medicine, traditional Chinese medicine is just what I was trained in, and so mm-hmm. it's its own system, just like we have conventional medicine. And so when we think about traditional Chinese medicine, It's that way. It's that expansive. So people ask when they ask, oh, well, you know, can you treat depression with Mm -hmm. acupuncture? Mm
2: -hmm.
3: Treat, you know, IBS with acupuncture. Literally anything can be treated. Mm -hmm. It has its own system. It has its own diagnostic features um, and you can apply it to help support anything, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, When we look into other cultural um, forms of medicine, Those are separate, but there are a lot of overlap, right? Mm -hmm. And so we'll see, like you mentioned, turmeric. Turmeric is um, phenomenal anti-inflammatory, but we see it across Ayurveda. We see it in African medicine. We see it in Chinese medicine. We see it in Mm -hmm. like just Western botanical medicine, but it's all, Mm -hmm. you know, from the same herb. But the properties Mm -hmm. are either described or the characteristics might be described differently based off what form, of, what form of medicine you're looking at and what mm-hmm. lens.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
3: so I think, you know, in the long term, uh, traditional Chinese medicine isn't excluding any forms of medicine. I think it's just based off of what you have been trained in. But again, mm-hmm. we're going to see, you know, the Materia Medica, which is just all the herbs that are in existence. We're gonna see the mm. herbs overlap.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I love that. Mm-hmm. And you, you you just mentioned a couple of things to us, but can you go a little bit further into that wide range yes. that
3: acupuncture can help with? Oh yes. Oof. It's it's so phenomenal. Like I've been practicing acupuncture for 12 years now. It's even wild to even yes. say that, but mm-hmm. um every time like somebody comes and gets better and we're seeing, you know, close to a hundred patients a week, um, in mm-hmm. my clinic, but every single time it's like, there's this excitement like this. Oh my gosh, it worked. Like even, mm-hmm. like, even though I've seen this thousands of times, but I think each person's story is just, it's, it's their personal story. They now have a better quality of life. And I think that's just what blows me away each time. So You know, we're seeing folks that we're supporting for fertility. um, Mm We have folks um, who are experiencing stress, anxiety, depression. Um, Mm -hmm. We have pediatric patients who are experiencing, you know, chronic pain, even though they're Mm -hmm. younger. Right. They've been in pain Mm -hmm. for the majority of their lives. Mm -hmm. Do anything or go outside or interact who are now flourishing like.
2: Mm-hmm. It's really
3: mm-hmm. amazing to see but also amazing to be a part of. Um so yeah, yeah, it is it's pretty expensive. That's so exciting. I love that. I would
1: yeah. I would love to know sort of like why do you think it's important for black people, black families, for mm-hmm. us to sort of be exposed to and learn about these forms of care. Um there's mm-hmm. so much stigma out there associated with these things, especially in our communities, things being mislabeled, misappropriated. Why is it important for us to have these kinds of conversations to really open up our understanding about these different approaches to healthcare?
3: I mean, if we look at, you know, if we're thinking about um maternal mortality, or we think about, you know, one and two African American women um, suffering from high blood pressure, with the majority of that fifty percent not being diagnosed or not even <laughs> knowing that that's an issue. Um, this form of medicine is—I'm sorry—I might get a little emotional, but it's—it's it's restorative, Please. and yeah. um, it's the birthright that we have earned as the people. Um, mm-hmm. We should have the opportunity to be able to heal, like from the source and not um, continuously just have band-aids, you know, taped over what's going on with us. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think it's important for African-Americans for that reason, but also because why not? Mm -hmm. Why why should we not be included Mm -hmm. in this experience? Mm -hmm. Which, like I said, I get an opportunity to see obviously the patients that I see are diverse in nature, but um, African-American women and men, when they see me, they look, they're surprised, like, oh my mm-hmm. gosh, you're my doctor? Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. it completely changes the dynamic of the relationship and how they feel. You know, we have people that come and say, Like this is the only place where I feel safe, like where I feel like I can Mm. relax and not have to worry, you know, like Mm -hmm. that's Mm huge.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I can attest because you (laughs) listen, Dr. Micah, Kia knows because Kia's on it. Yeah. Dr. Micah, we were it was one uh, New Year's where we were all together. Yes. And we were obviously going to do champagne and all of that. And right on the bar, she puts a bottle of milk thistle. Yes. And she's like, everybody take this before we start drinking, and take it before you go to sleep. Oh lady game. <laughs> and let me tell you something: milk thistle has been my yes go to anytime. You know, I do a little too much <laughs> with the drinking. It has been my go to, and nothing, nothing has come close nothing, to yeah. it. And helping to cure a hangover, clear my liver out, like. Super grateful. So I just want y'all to know she's, she's not lying about making sure the family takes <laughs> no, it seriously, <laughs> seriously.
1: Uh, I have a question As given in that same vein of like, you know, uh, the shock that people sort of, you see on people's faces when they come into these spaces and see you, uh, yeah. there is a lot of, you know, how people talk, right. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot people associate things incorrectly. Can you no. help help to alleviate some of these misnomers? Because you know, I think about my mama. I think about my family. There's this association with like acupuncture and these sort of alternative yes. um, methods modalities with like spirit. It is, and or there's a. You know, doing this—you a witch doctor, or you, or know, you a bush woman, or you a not using those words, but people just assume that doing right. Things, Black like, people say crazy yeah, shit. Like doing, <laughs> doing these things is, is somehow at odds with your spirituality. Um, mm-hmm, and I, mm-hmm. I, I feel like my brief uh, attempts to sort of learn the truth. <laughs> I have helped me to see that those things are not true. But I was wondering if you could speak a little bit more to to that, because I think a lot of people out there associate acupuncture with with uh, spirit. And it's, it's not that at all. Ex- explain, <laughs> explain um, this. Help, help us. Get clarity around that. <laughs> Let us, let's help your. Let's help your mama, right? Let's uh, let's finish. Finish. <laughs> I'm trying to tell her like this is not going to put you in hell, girl. The Lord is. It's not, not demonic. Not, it's Lord not. Is not going to be upset. <laughs> he is not going to be upset about this. I promise.
3: <laughs> I love it. So I, I want to say this. Okay. So. Each individual practitioner is going to have their own set of beliefs. Fair, fair, right? Mm-hmm. That does not matter. Whatever modality it could be, and we've seen it on the um, you know national level, where we have clinicians who have a certain you know way of thinking, and they decided mm-hmm. they're going to opt out of doing certain things, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So I'm going to say it's an individual practitioner. The medicine in itself. I did not learn any sort of mysticism or I did not have to go through any sort of um, training around Mm -hmm. learning how to tap into spirit and and things of that sort or translate spirit. I think really because with acupuncture, like massage therapies, folks who are physically touching people to treat them, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. like when we were doing our physical medicine rounds because mm-hmm. that physical touch not saying i don't touch my patients but the, phys- mm-hmm. the physical consistent touch there is definitely you can feel a change mm-hmm. or you can an exchange up, of energy right? mm-hmm. with acupuncture the needle is the only thing that's working okay
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if i'm
3: feeling or touching or measuring for a point that's as much as I'm going to touch. If I'm feeling your pulse, doing mm-hmm. you some sort of physical exam, but the treatment itself is just a needle and a point and a meridian. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think I would say that to ease folks' mm-hmm. minds. Like obviously, you can do your research. And most certainly, we've had patients who ask this question.
2: Mm-hmm. Do you
3: have any beliefs? Do you have this in your office? And we try to make our office comfortable to where Folks of any um, neutral, absolutely neutral, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. We want mm-hmm. we want everyone to be able to have access and it's, to not feel mm-hmm. as if what they believe or how they might navigate in the world is shunned mm-hmm. upon. Okay, this is an open, mm-hmm. it's an open space. So I think mm-hmm. for her or for folks who might be hesitant, you know, research your clinician. We've had people stop by the office. I want to stop by just to see first before I get started.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That's
3: cool. Come on by. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you, and also acupuncture is
3: tied to to nerves, correct? Yep. So it's based off of now with uh, modern medicine, mm-hmm. with CT mm-hmm. and MRI, we're able to see what traditional medicine thousands of years ago. Um, what they were saying was happening, right? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. that's the great part of where we are in society now is that we can see the art of the medicine and the science of the medicine meet. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Yeah, so we don't have to say, oh, this is what it does. Oh, mm-hmm. we can see what it does based off of CT and MRI. We see yeah. mm-hmm. certain areas of the brain upregulating, we see production of natural endorphins, serotonin, and dopamine. Right, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we can take it even further and talk about equine acupuncture. Get and we're into treating it. Treating horses who are several tons, <laughs> you know, weighing several tons for lameness, mm-hmm. or for it's, it's a huge industry. Nobody is telling mm-hmm. them to feel better or to run faster or to heal, right? Mm-hmm. Wait. Okay. So hold
0: on. Mm-hmm. I did not know that acupuncture can be applied to animals. Really? Yes,
3: ma'am. I have. Okay. Get into it. Yeah. <laughs> at least fifteen. I would say at least like, I would say five to ten percent of the patients that I see currently mm-hmm. came to me because their dog or their cat wow. or their horse had acupuncture, wow. and they were blown wow. away, and was like, "Okay, I got to do this." Okay, Because so, the
0: animal can't communicate yes. that to you with, <laughs> you with the placebo the and all kinds of...
1: In the quality of their life. Mind blown. So listen, yes. let's go all the way back for those of us who, <laughs> like me and my mama, know very little about acupuncture. Like <laughs> yes. Tell us, from, like, you know, can you tell us about what it is and how it works? Yeah. Uh, because I think we see on TV, or I know I see on TV folks getting acupuncture and I just see a bunch of needles, not really understanding the science behind it. Help, help us understand mm-hmm. what acupuncture is. And then you can talk about what are the kinds of things that it's used to treat.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I love to tell patients that acupuncture in TV and movies has to be exaggerated.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm. Um,
3: it, you have to have thousands of needles or you have to have really big needles right okay if you were to come into my office or if you go to my website you'll see on the first page our commercial where i'm placing the needles like mm-hmm. i tell most people you're going to be underwhelmed mm-hmm. what you mm-hmm. might have seen in media is is going to scare the heck out of you because if it were just what i do on a day-to-day basis you wouldn't even notice be it. Boring. Like, Yeah.
0: <laughs> they'd be having people looking like hellraiser on tv when they get <laughs>
3: It's not like that. Yes. Um, or it doesn't have to be like that. Let's say that. Mm-hmm. Um, the way that it works. So there are a number of different biochemical changes that are occurring in the body. We have the natural endorphin production. We have pain receptors that are downregulated. So that means there's less pain. We mm-hmm. see a lot of chronic pain patients um, who over the last five years are tapering off of opioids. Remember the big Mm -hmm. opioid crisis still suffering from it now.
1: So Mm -hmm. we're seeing a
3: lot of those patients now who need a different option who are doing Mm -hmm. well, by the way. Mm -hmm. We Mm -hmm. see it increasing blood flow to the ovaries as well as the reproductive organs to help with uh, fertility Mm -hmm. or reproductive issues. Mm
2: -hmm.
3: And on the flip side, When we have patients with fibroids, we see it helping to reduce fibroids by way of balancing out reproductive hormones. So- Hold on now. Look. So so both of our eyes got big. We're
2: like,
0: we're
3: basically putting, we're putting the body into homeostasis. Mm. We're putting Mm. it right in the midline between that parasympathetic and sympathetic nervous system. Instead of you skewing to one side or the other, we're bringing you right here to center each time. So wow. okay, a lot of times with our patients, when they come in, they fall asleep. Yeah.
2: Asleep. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. They're I done. did every time. That, yeah. that, okay.
0: You? I have a, a random question. Why would they need? So I used to go to the, to the uh, Chinese school of medicine to get my acupuncture. Uh-huh. So I would get it from students and then they have to do the whole assessment before they start. They'd be like, when you come in, don't brush your tongue. Yes. Because we need to look at the white on your tongue, which was infuriating to me because <laughs> leaving the house without brushing my tongue is just like me. Just not brushing my
3: teeth. at all. <laughs> well, like, how is that up. related? Why do they why do they need all of that? What did that have to do with anything? <laughs> yes. Yes. So just like earlier, we were talking about conventional medicine, uh, different diagnostic processes like blood labs or physical exams. Um, Chinese medicine has its own diagnostic criteria. So, mm-hmm. checking the pulse, checking the tongue, looking at your face, how your face looks, mm-hmm. right? Facial diagnosis. And so, if you were to scrape um, your tongue, then that means all of the diagnostic information in that's there, which is, is gone. Got it. So we can't see if your spleen qi deficient. We can't see if you have fire mm-hmm. in the heart. We can't see if your liver is mm. stagnant. All wow. of that is stuff. Can see all that All of it. That's so crazy. That is why.
1: <laughs> so wait, what you said earlier about uh, trying to achieve homeostasis in the body, that resonated with me because I've shared before on the show, I have rheumatoid arthritis. So I was diagnosed when I was 20 years old. And yeah. I've learned over the years that when I flare, it's oftentimes <clears throat> my body... Uh, you know, something has triggered my body—the inflammation in my body—to spike, and it sent my immune system has sort of, you know, attacking my joints in a particular way. Mm-hmm. And so, for a long time, you know, I was very conscious about doing or about not doing things that would send my body into create that crazy. So, I'm constantly looking for this equilibrium because yes. any sort of anything that would interrupt that would trigger the autoimmune response. And so I remember uh, all, I've had lots of different bouts with different medications. Mm-hmm. And all those medications have impacted my body in one way or another. One time, mm-hmm. there, uh, one of my medicines was causing my liver. I was having really bad liver problems. And so I, I had to sort of detox from all medication use
2: which right. was really hard
1: because mm-hmm. I was using medi- medicine to manage my pain for one reason or another. Um, and there was a time where I couldn't use my pain pills, but I had to try to use sort of natural things.
3: Mm-hmm. And
1: um, mm-hmm. one thing that some, it was an old sort of remedy, family remedy that was passed down. And I don't know why it worked, but it did. It, but the timing was everything. So this, this notion of like homeostasis. Mm-hmm. My grandma used to tell me, when I couldn't take my pain medicine, right before my cycle started, at the first sort of inkling of cramp, she would tell me to take a tablespoon of blackstrap molasses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know how. I had to make sure the time. If I waited too long, then it would take longer to work. But if mm-hmm. I took it right away, I didn't need all of that leaves that I had conditioning yeah. my body to mm-hmm. And Mm -hmm. I just, can you, what is it? Like, and I recognize (laughs) that medicine is often like treating the symptoms instead of treating the issue.
0: like cold medicine. Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm.
3: So Mm -hmm. help me understand, does that connect to the homeostasis thing? Yeah, mm, Yes. Okay. Do you want me to, you want me to touch on the black strap molasses? We want you to touch on, touch on whatever, <laughs> whatever hits
1: you from what I can. Cause I, yeah. there was no question in there. I'm just sort of yeah. sharing that. This is, this is my experience of these things and I know that they work, but I've spent all my life trying to figure out why. So please.
3: Yes. Yes. So grandma was on it. Okay. So with uh, the first, Offset of your period, right, you're going to be bleeding, which means you're going to be losing um, iron in the process, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So black blackstrap molasses is chock full of iron. And so what okay. you are doing by basically um, starting the iron before bleeding is decreasing any sort of cramping because when we bleed during our cycles, those are small capillaries in the endometrium that are breaking right mm-hmm. and so you might hear of women who are iron deficient who have really mm-hmm. heavy cycles, like, yes
0: mm-hmm. right and why is that half of black women? sorry
3: <laughs> <Continue>. <laughs> I mean, you will be surprised like how common it is but it's mm-hmm. most of the time due to an iron deficiency but it's a catch-22 because if you're continuously iron deficient You're gonna bleed; those capillaries are gonna uh, break more easily, and you're gonna Mm -hmm. you're gonna bleed more profusely. So, by you taking the blackstrap molasses before bleeding, you're basically helping those capillaries to be more stable, Mm. less likely to Mm. bleed. Which means you're not gonna cramp as much because they're trying to clamp off to stop the bleeding. Mm. Okay, that makes sense. That makes so much sense. Yes yes
1: the body is so i'm so uh, so fascinated by the body and i think you know as someone you know i was a sickly child so i grew up a lot going to doctors for whatever Mm -hmm. reason Mm -hmm. um but Mm -hmm. now that i'm an adult getting more perspective more information i'm starting to recognize that the body is in many ways set to heal itself absolutely many ways many ways and that's so fascinating, but I think it's also causing me to sort of reconceptualize what healing looks like. Healing mm-hmm. doesn't always mean I feel better. Yes. That is a word for somebody, namely me. Mm-hmm. I, like I think sometimes <laughs> we think that I'm healing, that means I feel better, but sometimes there's a process to healing where you're going to mm-hmm. feel like shit for, for a little while before you start yes. to feel mm-hmm. better. uh. This That's is all right. true. Disagreeing, they did the horns. Is just fine. <laughs> <laughs> this is good. I'm enjoying
0: so, it. Yeah. So, how can we make how how can we make naturopathic medicine more accessible to us as a people? Mm-hmm. Like, how do we how do we get this more out there? Where we have all of these different forms for us preventatively and mm-hmm. when we need it.
3: Absolutely. So, you have some entities who are doing wonderfully wonderfully in this realm um Mm -hmm. obviously with naturopathic medicine it's going to be a state by state licensure Um, so we don't have all 50 states that are licensed for naturopathic physicians so if we look along the west coast we're going to see a lot more states like your california your washington your oregon um Mm -hmm. on the east coast we have maryland dc um oh lord i don't want to misquote uh connecticut illinois Mm -hmm. But then when mm-hmm. we look at the southern states where like if we're talking about hypertension, you know, 22 percent mm-hmm. of the population in the southeast is hypertensive. Mm-hmm. This is where we need this the most. Right. So Correct. when we look at policy, when, when we look at licensure, um, we have um, the American Association of Naturopathic Physicians, AAMP. Mm-hmm. They've been lobbying mm-hmm. for 50 state um, licensure for years um, mm-hmm. state associations who are pre-licensed I don't like to say unlicensed mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. pre-licensed they've been working for decades I know here in the state of Virginia that's been the case as well so I think it's it's going to be a partnership of consumers who mm-hmm. uh, you know advocate and say that they want some additional services to be mm-hmm. included in their options state mm-hmm. by state mm-hmm. And then it's going to be policymakers who are partnering with those consumers to say, mm-hmm. hey, guys, we got to look at things that, you know, a different way. We're spending mm-hmm. one hundred and thirty one billion dollars a year uh, for hypertension and hypertension related disease processes. Right.
2: Mm-hmm. How
3: many lives mm-hmm. are we losing that could be prevented from chronic disease like diabetes and high blood pressure? Right.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, mm-hmm. So it's a really Big conversation. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So, if you're in a in a state where you have licensure, definitely seek out naturopathic physicians uh, to be a part of your care. And then for those of you who are in pre-licensed state like Virginia, um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm you know licensed in Washington state, but I do consult with patients who mm-hmm. uh, are interested in having a different option. So again, I'm not their doctor. Basically just consulting um, and giving them mm-hmm. some ideas on what they can do. So I think that's where, where we stand for now. I'm definitely hopeful that we'll get more licensure in place. And what about
0: affordability? Mm-hmm. So even as we work through all of these governmental blocks and, yeah. and so forth, because we, we deal with that in so many different areas, mm-hmm. um, How do we, because this is in a limited amount of space, people can charge astronomically if they want to. So how do we make alternative or Western Eastern medication? How do we make that more affordable as well as access? You talked about accessibility. How do we make it more affordable for us as well? Are there ways to kind of work around
3: that? I think so. Like I said, in those states where we have licensure, we have a pretty robust uh, scope um, of practice like your Arizonas, mm-hmm. your Oregons and Washington States, um, there mm-hmm. are insurance panels that cover uh, naturopathic medicine. Mm-hmm. And so, okay. you know, when I was out at school um, in Seattle, like both mm-hmm. of my kids, um, you know, I was under the care of a naturopathic physician who did like mm-hmm. all of my prenatal care. My So that was just like the norm for me. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think if we have insurance coverage, that's helpful. Um, HSA and FSA accounts, mm-hmm. um, those use towards um, accessing naturopathic medical care. Um, mm-hmm. I know that there's organizations like, you know, this is super specific, but CTCA, um, they mm-hmm. have their facilities <coughs> you know, come to mind in Atlanta, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Naturopathic has license in Atlanta, Georgia. But they practice within the CTCA because they are part of that collaborative yeah. network. Um, okay. So, yeah. So we're making I love progress. That. We're making
1: progress, and then yeah. we have a ways to go. But that doesn't mean that where we are is not it's not uh, meaningful and important. And there there are access points for all of us, regardless of where we are. Um, right. And have access to uh, to care uh practitioners and persons like you who can help us to think about our options. Um as far mm-hmm. as this is concerned. Jade and I were talking earlier in the show about uh sleep. And mm-hmm. um we were talking about how, well I know for me I'm realizing that rest is more than just sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, I and sleep, is not, always sleep restful. is not always restful, but I know that mm-hmm. a lot of uh, in your work, you talk a lot about the intersection of a lack of sleep and anxiety mm-hmm. and depression um, and how natural medicine can be helpful in those things. And I know that there are lots of folks who listen to us uh, and, you know, who are like us, who are struggling, mm-hmm. struggling <laughs> with this burden of perpetual sleepy help yes. us god please
3: god oh. <laughs> that sounded like a plea it was. Really? <laughs> listen oh my gosh i i did a talk uh in-person talk on this past saturday and a part of it was around rest and how it's not an option but mm. it is mm. a requirement mm. it's a requirement mm. for so many reasons um But Mm -hmm. the biggest being our emotional, mental health, our brain health. Like even if we think about dementia and Alzheimer's, um, just the repair that happens when we sleep. Mm. When we look at the studies, it is not optional. Mm -hmm. It is required. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. really important to be able to have a really good routine in place where you are um, implementing self-care. And I know that's a taboo, you know, word, Mm -hmm. cliche, Mm -hmm. but (laughs) definitely incorporating things like a morning routine where you set the pace of your day. I mean, as many days as you can, right. None of Mm -hmm. us are perfect. Um, Journaling, meditating, having the latter half of your day be more, relaxing not going to the mm-hmm. gym at eight or nine o'clock at night if you can help it mm. not having caffeine after <laughs> five o'clock oh that's for me sorry <laughs> <laughs> you know like,
1: five o'clock it's five o'clock too late to go to the gym
3: <laughs> i would say not going after like 7 30 and i know we have folks who if that's your deal that's your deal but if we look at the physiology you know the runner's mm-hmm. high, that <laughs> lift that you mm-hmm. get after you work out. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Just because you do it at
3: eight thirty nine o'clock, that's not going to stop. That's a natural physiological change, so you're going to be more wakeful after yeah. you work out,
0: mm-hmm. right? Okay, okay. So
3: um, yeah, so if you move your workout to the morning,
2: mm-hmm.
0: have
3: your coffee before four thirty five o'clock. Okay. Creating um, <laughs> an environment in your bedroom people they always look at me sideways when I say no TV in the bedroom I just don't know Dr. Allen I don't know <laughs> I mean, that's my
1: rest what about <laughs> TV is like my escape I can put on the the drag race all-stars and just worried yeah. yes. about that for whatever long. We had
0: a whole conversation the other day about how we've just been drag racing.
1: I mean, it's just <laughs> literally what I, because a lot of times, and I will say this, I have conditioned myself to stop watching certain things. Like I could not, like the 11 o'clock news is no longer a thing in my house because I cannot. Yeah. It is just not good for my peace of mind. It is not good for my mm-hmm. body. I don't need to yeah, be mm-hmm. in the bed hearing about all the people that have been murdered and raped around the world. I just don't have time for that. So no, I recognize yeah. that I cannot. But there are times, if I do, because sometimes, you know, I'm not, I don't mean to, but like, you know, the TV will be on or the radio will be on. or I'll get a notification and it'll just sort of sweep me away. I I try to cleanse my palate. I put on some Frasier or some Golden Girls. (laughs) I'll watch RuPaul's Drag Race. Something that I know Mm -hmm. will give me a good laugh and Mm -hmm. cleanse my palate. Yes. TV is where I've all. I don't. I'm not. A, I'm an introvert. So TV is <laughs> my place of where I can go and just watch TV and be good. So when you say, say yes, yeah, so
0: how do we make this collaborative? How do we make this collaborative
3: what? <laughs> between no TV and how do how do we do that? I'm straight. Well, you, you can still have your TV in your living room, mm-hmm. Doctor Keith. Mm-hmm. My word. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. okay. It's in your living room. <laughs> When you finish your show, then you transition to the bedroom where there's no TV. Because okay. guess what? Even though you feel like you've been lulled to sleep by the TV, I'm not. The TV is still on. It is. Your brain is still actively mm-hmm. processing mm-hmm. it. Oh mm-hmm. man! So you're not right. You're not wrong. The glial cells, the glial cells that are supposed to be increasing blood flow to your brain for repair, right? Mm-hmm. The astrocytes that are. Cleaning up because we don't just have waste that accumulates in the body. Our brain accumulates waste throughout the day too, right? Mm. Really? Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah. So, that, oh yes, Huey
0: told uh, us in the in the uh, Boondocks when he sat there and watched BET for like seventy two <laughs>
1: hours. That there's so much waste in my brain. I need to
3: empty the waste receptacle of my brain. Yes. So think about that part, like that whole <laughs> process needs to take place and if we're awake even unconsciously or consciously Mm. that process is dampened so i'm gonna have to really work through this because
1: i am to the point where when like i i fall asleep with the tv on most of the time (laughs) and most of the time Mm. it is before i set a proper sleep timer so it just be on all night yes and uh There are times when I do say, like, you know, I'm going to turn the television off. I feel like it takes me longer to fall asleep or I wake up more because it's so silent. I've gotten to the place where silence is like, what's going on? Um, And I need I feel like I need that noise or that. I don't know. Maybe I don't need need. is not the right word. But I have grown grown accustomed to having this background noise. Uh, in yeah. my room where so I feel like if I don't have it, it's like it's too dark and too still in here. I can't sleep in this stillness. <laughs> <laughs> you can have music. Crazy.
3: Music is okay, complete,
2: like a white noise
3: mm. or I've I've been using lo-fi a lot in our clinic and everybody absolutely mm-hmm. loves the lo-fi mm-hmm. station. So, not saying you can't have anything okay.
1: uh-huh. you know,
3: auditory, but mm-hmm. it's just the sound mostly the light that's creating the problems because you're decreasing yes. the production of melatonin, mm-hmm. right? So that melatonin is produced in the presence of darkness, mm-hmm. right? So when you have shift work people, you know, um, ER docs or folks who work um, overnight shifts, they have mm-hmm. a blackout room that they go to during the day and they have blackout curtains. The room is completely dark. For that wow. reason, to help with producing mm-hmm. melatonin and causing that um, sleepiness, so celebrate mm-hmm. <laughs> light via TV or your iPad or your phone. I got Screens. to put that phone mm-hmm. down. Got to
1: put that phone down. Got to do it.
3: That doom scrolling has me bound. <laughs> yes, you please know, ladies, that I am not, um, you know, a part of the cohort of those who have issues not scrolling or not you know watching Mm -hmm. TV or falling asleep on the couch Um, I am not above doing those things myself Mm -hmm. But we're human it's just hard it's hard yeah what is the difference
1: because I've been hearing lately that the the girls is off melatonin like you know we used to take the melatonin to help us sleep the girls is off melatonin and now they're taking the magnesium
3: absolutely it's bad okay Yep. The magnesium. But specifically, like I'm not going to talk about dosages because, again,
2: mm-hmm.
3: that, that I'm going to give you a recommendation. Each specific person, you go and speak with your health care provider and see what's going to be best for you. OK. But okay. the form of magnesium that has worked wonders for my patient for patients is magnesium mm-hmm. glycinate specifically. Mm. Okay? So you're going to look for the glycinate form. Because that form is specific for helping to decrease muscle spasms and tension, mm-hmm. as okay. well as help promote sleep. So, you have the other forms like the magnesium citrate, the magne- magnesium mm-hmm. oxide, those are all beneficial in their own way. But if we're mm-hmm. talking sleep and we're talking stress management, magnesium glycinate bioavailability mm-hmm. um, and indication is going to be your best option.
0: Mm-hmm. Is that the same magnesium that you use for the digestive system?
3: Digestive is going to be magnesium citrate. That's going to help increase um, water flow into the large intestine. And that will help Mm -hmm. promote bowel movements.
0: Healthy, healthy bowel movements. Mm -hmm.
3: This is so, see,
0: this is why I love this. And I want all of us as black people to just incorporate natural you don't have to let it take over but i just want us to incorporate it because i feel like it's it's so preventative and like you said it's thousands of years old so clearly it's not a hoax it's not a it's actually beneficial to our to our lives and to our bodies yes we appreciate you so oh before we go we have one more question your legacy program let's quickly touch on that please tell us what that is
3: yes yes the legacy program was born out of my experience with um high blood pressure about two and a half three years ago um okay. really frustrated with navigating the system even as a provider myself um with not getting the answers that i needed and having to push and sometimes uh demand appropriate care mm-hmm. and diagnosis so um mm-hmm. i was like you know if this is hard for me -hmm. I know it's Mm -hmm. got to be hard for other people, Mm -hmm. uh, or harder for other people. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. initially, the legacy program was high blood pressure specific. Um, Now we've broadened it to where uh, we have clients who present with, um, you know, a variety of different presentations, Um, Mm -hmm. and it's a ninety-day intensive program. You get um, high-touch availability with me through our uh, portal system. And so we Mm -hmm. have messaging, um, there's nutrition, um, recommendations for um, supplements. Again, these are all going to be specific. Um, You have the ability to upload all of your data points. So we're tracking your weight, blood pressure, blood sugar, uh, or whatever else you want to um, track over time. And we've Mm -hmm. seen significant results around Folks who are managing their weight better, blood pressure that are coming out of stroke levels into normal levels. And folks just, I mean, they come out with a better and more robust quality of life. So mm-hmm. yeah, I know I'm a little mm-hmm. partial because that's my baby, but the the people who mm-hmm. have gone through that process, um, they are they're definitely thankful for it. So that's our 90 day program. Mm-hmm. And then we also have just a Pick Dr. Brain's, uh, my God, not Dr. Brain's, (laughs) Pick (laughs) Dr. Allen's Brain session, Mm -hmm. which is a little bit less uh, intensive as far as the time commitment. But if you just want Mm -hmm. to talk about your specific case, get some ideas, recommendations, then that's an option too. And you can just, you can find all the information on the website about that.
0: I love that. So, if people are in pre licensed states, yes, they can still contact you for for consultation um, to allow them to start to delve into natural medicine. Is that is that do I understand that correctly?
3: Yes, yes, they can okay. absolutely do that either through the legacy program or through um, the shorter session. Um, and we have clients who are in pre-licensed states as well as patients who are in licensed state who just enjoy the virtual aspect of it and the platform, mm-hmm. the high touch. Um, we also have e-books mm-hmm. uh, that we have available on the site. And so there are some free ones and then some deeply discounted ones. Um, just if you you know are interested in additional information, you can find that there too.
0: So can you let the people know where they can find you and how they can source this information?
3: Yes, yes. So it's pretty simple. So my Instagram got hacked like a year and a half ago. So you know how like, Dr. Micah Allen on all platforms. <laughs> it's not the So on Instagram, we're Dr. Micah Allen, ND, Facebook, okay. Dr. Micah Allen. And then we've also ventured into TikTok, which is natural. Acupuncture, I know. I know. Come on, I know <laughs> the kids helping you with that. <laughs> yeah. And then the website, which is just the home to everything, is simply Dr. And we will have all of those links in the description box so that you all
0: can tune in for yourself, purchase ebooks, hit up Dr. Dr. Allen for a consultation. But, you know, open your mind to natural medicine. It doesn't mean that you gotta throw everything else away. Yeah. We're so grateful Thank for you. you coming and sharing and like really breaking this down and making this clear for us. If the people have
3: a slew of questions for you, will you come back? Absolutely. We can do okay. like a Q and A session. I'd definitely be up to that because, okay. you know, I think that it's very important that this information is um, available. And like I said before, absolutely. a large part of what I do is in natural medicine. We call it docere, which is doctor mm. as teacher, mm. and so mm. that's where I, um, I really, I really feel great being in that space too. So absolutely,
0: I love that. And you've explained things in a way where people who like where we can really understand it and really understand what the foundation of all of this means. So we really appreciate you. We're going to have all the links in the description box for you all. So don't come asking us no questions, (laughs) unless you have questions for Dr. (laughs) Dr. Allen. (laughs) So thank you so much. And uh, we'll see you all for the next segment.
2: Thank you.
1: The thing about getting older is that you have a greater appreciation for convenience. Nothing, I mean, just makes my day more than one-stop shopping. And now we have one-stop shopping through one of my favorite apps, Audible. Audible lets you enjoy all of your audio entertainment and all of it is right there in one app. You can listen to your audio books. You can actually now listen to podcasts They also have amazing series, theatrical performances, the whole gamut, whatever you want, all your audio needs. It's not just about books anymore. There's all kinds of things going on down at the Audible. There is uh, all kinds of memoirs, mysteries, thrillers. You can get all of your uh, Black women self-care, self-care, wellness, emotional wellness. Uh, you can get business advice. There's all kinds of uh, amazing series for parents and people trying to save money. Lots of awesome lessons and resources to uh, supplement the kinds of conversations we have around the kitchen table. And as an Audible member, you can choose one title a month um, and keep the entire catalog, including all of the bestsellers and new releases. So you can pick uh, one category. You can get all of that for one month. You'll discover thousands of new podcasts from popular favorites, uh, including Getting Grown Out. Come on. Uh, and then you also have uh, exclusive uh, guided programs Theatrical performances Comedy Audible originals From some of your Favorite celebrities uh, Renowned experts All kinds of new Voices Entering the audio space I personally Was scrolling through And saw lots of my faves Of course All the loudspeaker faves Are there In the podcast space I saw some amazing Books And I love how They're categorizing They have like a Raising black voices uh, That ha- helps you Define categories And content um all kinds of things lgbtqia plus essentials uh picks from editors you can a search by authors and voices And people you want to hear from <clears throat> There's a new selection of title That makes Audible membership so much more valuable By giving you a chance to listen To all of your favorites across different formats Lots of different music series Podcast plus series So much more um, Audible makes it really convenient Easy for you to listen to all different kinds of audio Right there in one app anywhere While you're traveling While you're working out While you're home Working from home all all of these things new members can try audible for free for 30 days visit audible.com/gg that's audible.com/gg to sign up and get more information honestly
0: truly all right y'all we have our honesty box today all right. which i'm um we haven't done in a little while yes and i think i'm just going to go ahead and get right into it sister Don't because it on. is it's healthy and, okay. I, and, and and I want us to be thoughtful in our responses okay all right, all right. I'm ready oh would you like to give our listener a him?
1: I will uh do we have any uh pronouns I believe she her okay so let's do uh uh Vanessa Huxtable all right Vanessa
0: <laughs> <laughs> let's go have big fun with the wretched ready with
1: the wretched in Baltimore yes
0: in Baltimore hi Jaden Kia I so appreciate the time and effort you put into this podcast words can't convey how much it's helped me I mm-hmm. could use some support in number one improving my relationship with food and fitness and number oh. two making Ugh. sense of my spirituality and what mm. it means to me Jesus. this is a long submission so feel free to split it
1: okay we, we're
0: just gonna do everything together sugar we're gonna bum. try all our right
1: best. we're gonna try our best
0: First question is for Jade. All right, now let me listen as I read. Jade, I love how you talk about food. I sense your passion for all things culinary. Food seems to be a way that you express your love and care for your friends and family. Very much so. That's so beautiful. How did you arrive to this seemingly carefree appreciation of food? I've heard you mention experiences such as running track and navigating through a previous relationship in which your partner made many comments on what they desired your body to look like. Although I'm trying to divorce myself from decades of diet culture, contouring myself to white standards of beauty and the male gaze, etc., it's Mm -hmm. so hard. It feels like an on-again, off-again relationship instead of the permanent split I want and need it to be. If I'm being honest, I've mostly experienced small or moderately sized people be this passionate about food. This triggers me to feel envious, frustrated, and disappointed in myself. Particularly because my next thought is, of course, she can say that. Look at her body, Adi. <laughs> I'm sorry. I wasn't meaning to laugh in the middle of this. At her body, Adi, and or, but she's so pretty. I don't mean, I don't intend to objectify you, Jay. I don't feel objectified. I'm trying to be honest with myself and you. My intention is for context that helps lead me toward transformation. Thank you for, for, for this clarity. We, it's always helpful to Kia and I both when you guys go into some detail. Yeah. My second question is, if you're willing to share, what caused you to be okay with the idea of having more children? I'm a first-time mom to a toddler, and the journey back to feeling good in my skin and weight loss postpartum has been hard, mm-hmm. especially having experienced postpartum depression and coming from a genetically larger-bodied family. Mm-hmm. I heard you mention possibly having another child. I'm moderately type A and have been considering the same since my child was an infant. It also doesn't help that my Caribbean don't believe in only children and are, the ol- and are all in my uterus. Oh, I, I know. <laughs> anyway, I'm concerned about what more pregnancies would do to my body and self-esteem. Any insight is welcomed and honored. Kia. Okay. I appreciate how you live out your faith and lovingly hold space for Jade's beliefs. I wish I'd had examples of that growing up in my conservative Christian community. Mm-hmm. I recently learned in therapy about... Uh, religious trauma and the indicators of having experienced it read like a checklist mm. my question is how did you recognize your beliefs as your own rather than due to how you were raised i've tried going back to church mostly to make my parents happy and keep the peace but i can't do it long term because hard as i try it doesn't resonate and i feel uncomfortable i've even prayed for conviction of the holy spirit to bring me back to god and church and nothing Mm-hmm. i'm more woo woo these days and i'm very curious about astrology the universe and the like self-improvement is a passion area of mine and these practices connect me to that also i'm not here for this white straight pacifist american jesus these people trying to get me to worship if anything your jesus devonte christ sounds more appealing both aesthetically and politically
1: because that's who he is just kidding
0: <laughs> thanks in advance for your help vanessa huxtable
1: oh vanessa you want to go first because she talks to you before she talks to me
0: Yes, let me let's okay, let's go through this little <clears throat> by little. Okay. Or bit by bit. Um all right. She first asked me, "How did I arrive to my seemingly carefree appreciation of food?" Um I've always loved food. Yeah. <laughs> I I've always loved food. And I think once I um had to stop Guilting myself, yeah. or pretending to guilt myself, if I'm being honest, right? Because a lot of times I would eat stuff, and I know people be like, "Oh, I shouldn't have ate those chips or that brownie." I never really felt that way, mm-hmm. but then I think I would feel bad that I didn't feel that way, if that makes sense. And I finally just had to come to the conclusion that I really love food, and my my health decisions were going to uh, just have some balance in that. I'm gonna have a burger when I want a burger. I'm gonna have a steak when I want a steak. I'm going to have an appetizer, an entree, and sometimes I'm going to have a dessert. And then sometimes I'm going to eat a little bit lighter during the day. Or if I know that I'm going out for a really delicious, rich meal, then I'll just, you know, kind of keep it light throughout the day. But I don't guilt myself into enjoying food. And I refuse to guilt myself into enjoying food. Um, I did have to navigate. I have navigated through a previous relationship where uh there was some shame put on me um and that took some time that took some time to undo uh and I had to I had to really get comfortable with myself and that that takes years of work I mean even now as comfortable as I do feel most of the time I still have my moments recently you y'all, y'all know my my leg is all out of sorts um I'm not allowed to do the workouts the the walkings and the runnings that I usually like to do and I was like, oh, okay, I've noticed a little fluff coming. Well, that's part of the ebbs and flows of being where I am. And I know that ultimately I try to make the healthiest decisions for my body while still trying to enjoy life. Um, and that's kind of where I'm at. I don't know if that is helpful, but that is that is that is what my journey has brought me to. And that, like I said, it has been a journey. Yeah. It has been a lot of undoing, unlearning, reframing. Um and and now this is where where I am. So I hope yeah. that answers
1: a journey that, that question. You're still on, right? So mm-hmm. yeah, you know, like you haven't a- arrived and you still have your challenges. So I just mm-hmm. hope that that offers you some some space for grace for yourself because we are all in the fight of reframing our relationship with food. We've never many of us have not been taught to sort of value and appreciate and find joy in food. We've all, we are all sort of been, you know, I think that's common to our culture, especially as women. Um, Mm -hmm. But food is, it's okay to enjoy food. Food is meant to be enjoyed, especially the way that we prepare it. And so there is something very liberating about releasing yourself from all of those societal pressures and expectations that you have to
2: Mm
0: yeah and like getting shit out of your mind like a moment on the moment on the lips and let me tell you something
1: I eat to live and
0: I live to eat okay Mm. I do both (laughs) so so I I, and 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 I'm not saying that like I said to take away from your current struggle or having to navigate I know there's so much out there we've got body dysmorphia we've got um, shame that we've put on ourselves I can't I I, it, it I can't Turn to you and say, hey, don't worry about what those other people think. That's too easy. You right. might worry about what those other people think, but there are ways to reframe it. One thing I've had to do with myself is going to the beach or going to the pool or what have you. Um, I'm like, am I looking at somebody who has stretch marks or, or or thigh dimples or anything else that I have? Like, am I looking at somebody else and going, ew, why are they on the beach? Right. Never. Never. With, with, and, and so if somebody is looking at me in that way, then that's their own problem. But most of the time, nobody's looking at you like right. that. And it's not your business if they are. Because yes. you have to come to that conclusion that you belong in every space that you're in, in whatever body that you're in. Like but that, that. Takes, that takes time. That takes time. And I send you love on this journey as you... As you reframe, as you learn, as you undo, as you unlearn, I send you love on that because it's not an easy one. Um, And I appreciate your transparency also with us in your feelings around some of those feelings. I think those are very valid. Um, The second question, what caused you to be okay with the idea of having more children? I'm not fully <laughs> and, am I still considering it? Yes. Am I fully comfortable? No. Uh I'm in the forty forty year range. I am um I have a fibroid. Um there's you know, I there's just, you know, black women are not treated particularly well in the healthcare area. Uh there's many concerns that I have Uh, I had, you know, an interesting experience the first go around because of a lack of proper health care in this country and so forth. And so I have a lot of reservations and a lot of fears around having a second child. It doesn't mean that it's off the table, Mm -hmm. but these are all things that I have had to sit with myself and figure out like what my hesitation is and then also communicate to Tristan like as my partner, as the person who I have built a family with and may continue to build a family with and we go back and forth and talk about those things constantly because those feelings stay you know what I mean yes um so if you're asking me what caused me to be okay I am not fully okay um but I think that it's make it you have to you have to sit with yourself first and figure out how you're feeling and why you feel that way And then after that, you talk to the person that you're building a family with if you're choosing to build a family with somebody else, because that's also very valid as well. Um, You may need to just sit with you. You may be the person who is bringing this child in. Um, But you those are those pros and those cons. And you do all the research that you can. And then you figure out if that's something ultimately that you really, really, really want to do. But it's okay to voice the concerns and the fears and the frustrations and the hesitations. Um, I love, I love and so, that you
1: are being... I'm sorry.
0: No, no, no. Go, please.
1: I was going to say, I love that you're being transparent about this right now because I think a lot of us feel like in order to make a decision, you have to be 100% sure in, no, in no, no. one direction or another. <laughs> and I think that is... Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are going to get healed or free uh, in, in hearing you acknowledge that you don't know. like I think it's totally Thank fair. You, it's totally fair to say, I don't know. And I don't know when mm-hmm. I'm going to know, but when I know I'll let you know. And then like, that's what it is. Like, right. <laughs> I don't know. I think, I think, I think there's a lot of power in sort of, in sort of being honest that I don't know,
2: mm-hmm.
1: even me, yeah. I don't know. I can say right now that I'm pretty sure that I'm leaning toward, uh, you know, being child free, but I don't know what the future holds. I don't know mm-hmm. what about my life may change that may mm-hmm. bring me into a different place or a perspective. So where I am right now is I'm not closed to anything. I'm not closed exactly. to anything, but I'm sure, and I'm allowing. But I'm myself, not fully open. I'm not fully open, <laughs> and I'm not, and I'm I'm okay with allowing myself to sort of be in this space of That's uncertainty it. because I don't have. There is no pressure to be certain right now.
0: That's it. You That's don't have right to there. know.
1: You said, uh, I heard Vanessa say that her, her child was young. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, you don't have to know. You don't. And I mm-hmm. understand even as a type A person, because you also disclosed that you are a type A person. I think mm-hmm. there is some liberation in realizing that even type A people get to not know. Sometimes yeah, you don't.
0: That doesn't you mean that you know. are in control of everything, exactly. including your thoughts and your feelings.
1: Exactly.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And there's,
1: there is healthy, it is expected, it is mm-hmm. uh it is completely warranted and validated valid for you to be like I'm not sure right now. And uh yep. if I get something, if I get some more information or have another experience or get some more perspective that brings me to another place of assurance at a certain time, mm-hmm. then we can talk about that then. But as for today, I don't know. And that's all I right.
0: I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> And you know what else, like having one, ch- having a, a only child and when she started hitting three and four and five, I started getting a lot of those. Are you going to do another one? Are mm-hmm. you going to do another one? Well, she started. Well, now she, Oh, she's going to be five. Oh, she's going to be six. And now that she's hit 10, are you really going to do that? Because she's going to be 10. And I, and guess what? I have those conversations with myself, but I also have all of those other voices from (laughs) unwelcome sources (laughs) yeah um that i have also had to figure out how to not allow that to put extra pressure on myself as i make that decision because there is only one motherfucker up in this house who got to carry a little motherfucker (laughs) and that's just that on that so i hope that that even my own um Pendulum swinging one way or the other and and transparency about, you know, what I don't know or what I you know, what I don't know right now is helpful. I hope so. Um, All right, Kia. Okay. I appreciate how you live out your faith and lovingly hold space for Jade's beliefs. I wish that I had those examples growing up in my conservative Christian community. Let's get to the other question. Uh, My question is, how did you recognize your beliefs as your own rather than due to how you were raised? Mm. Um, Yes.
1: This is real. And I think that this is sort of like uh, an awakening that in my belief, every believer ought to have. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that this is something that, like, growing up in church, you used to hear, you know, the elders say things like, I know him for myself. And I mm-hmm. feel like that was just sort of a cliche that you just sort of hear and you just expect people to say. But I can honestly mm-hmm. say that I have lived enough, been through enough, experienced enough, asked enough questions, been honest and real enough. To say that um, I have a relationship with God and I know Mm -hmm. Him for myself. And I Mm -hmm. think that it's a clear distinction because growing up in church, uh, you know, not all bad, not all good, like many Mm -hmm. institutions, you know, it it is any institution that is run by man. Is going to have mm-hmm. its flaws because m- people have flaws. So, absolutely uh, owning that and acknowledging that um, a lot of my own upbringing in church was sort of ritual and routine, and you do things mm-hmm. because you're supposed to or because you're mm-hmm. expected to, not because they're connected to anything on the inside of you. And I remember being in my late teens, early twenties. And sort of being on that hamster wheel and getting tired and wanting more, wanting to feel more connected um, Mm -hmm. and wanting to have, you know, knowing some sort of certainty and assurance within myself that this is what Mm -hmm. I'm supposed to be doing versus what my parents or grandparents expect of me. And I was very Mm -hmm. honest with God about that. I think I grew in my prayer relationship and got out of that space of feeling like my prayers or time to talk to God needed to sound like church service Mm -hmm. and just be real Mm -hmm. honest about the things that were on my heart, the things that were on my mind, the things that confused me about church, Mm -hmm. the things that I heard in church that I didn't understand. I I, I went and started to carry those things to God out of a very honest heart. And so I hear your, your desire. And I mean, I hope that I'm not, um, projecting or putting words in your mouth. But to me, I hear that coming through in your question, that you have a mm-hmm. desire to want to develop a personal connection to a God that you that you became aware of through sort of like your family's tradition, but never got to know as a person on your own. And I would encourage you to, in your own way, to find that time to connect to God, to talk to God and ask him, And I know what it's like to not feel connected to church in the ways that you used to be, because we're all growing, evolving people in a growing and evolving world. And uh, I know what it's like to be in a church and not feel connected to being there and to look for another space, to look for another Mm -hmm. church. And I will offer to you that every church is different. Um, You know, every church is different. And I'll just leave it at that. And I pray that you find, you find The body of believers that worships God in ways that feel true to what you believe, true to what you know, true to what you feel. um, Mm -hmm. And what really resonates with you and what resonates with you. And that will be different for every person. And it'll be it'll be something that will evolve. You know, I have really close relationships, friends that I've known all my life, people that I grew up with in church. And we talk a lot now about sort of being in a different space because church Mm -hmm. has changed. And church is not how it was when I grew up. And so there are many things about church as it is right now that I feel disconnected to, uh, disconnected from. And so mm-hmm. I, in my own journey, in my own time, am just very transparent. And I don't, I am not apologetic about the questions, the reservations that I have. And I don't necessarily seek mm-hmm. people's understanding. I mm-hmm. bring my concerns to God and in time. Mm-hmm. And through people and through relationships and through the ways that he's connected me to people who I may uh didn't even have knowledge of before, uh, but learning about just uh have been exposed to, he's I, I feel that God is 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 going to God cultivates the connection that I have with him through these other outlets. And it's helped me mm-hmm. to see God in other places. Does God mm-hmm. live in church? as we've known him throughout our childhood. Yes, in some cases, in most cases. But does God we serve a God that is bigger than the four walls of the church? And so I I hope and, and offer to you the the I hope that you can give yourself a space and time and to 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 be transparent and open and honest with the God that you say that you know personally and to really develop that personal relationship with him. Um, and in that and through that, he will lead you to be connected to a body of believers that will cultivate and grow your faith and relationship with God. At least that's my prayer for you. Um, so it's okay. It's all right. I think mm-hmm. it's, it's, I think it's not wrong for us to question and interrogate our faith. I believe that God calls that calls for that from us. That's okay. important. When I'm in a relationship with people, if I'm in a relationship with Jade and she does something that I don't understand, I owe it mm-hmm. to her to ask her to get understanding. And she mm-hmm. uh, offers that understanding to me. And that helps our relationship to grow sp- stronger. I know we grew up in the way of thinking that we weren't allowed to question God, but I think that is baloney, B-O-L-O-G-N-A. Because I believe that the God, <laughs> the God that I serve, who is bigger than everything, is not afraid or off-put by my questions. He is not mm-hmm. running scared when I be like, but why? That That is not something that would be offensive to him. Because just mm-hmm. like Noah can ask Jade as a daughter to a mother, I don't understand that. Why? Mm-hmm. Jade mm-hmm. is not going to say, you know, in some cases... You know, she'll say, I'll explain it to you later, and and or, you know, in, in other cases, she'll explain it to you right then. In other cases, Jay might say you'll learn or you'll have better perspective about this when you get older. But Jay will never mm-hmm. say, get the hell away from me with these questions.
0: Fuck right? you mean you don't understand? Nigga? <coughs> exactly. Like, I would never
1: do that. <laughs> you would never do that. And I don't believe that the God that we serve that loves us unconditionally would be off put by the questions that we have about who he is, where he is and how we can better find and better connect to him. And so I offer mm-hmm. you that uh in hopes that you will cultivate a space in your life where you can uh talk to god and be open to all the ways that he will respond to you because he will
0: and let me tell you something there's a lot of woo churchy bitches out there i Are mean you? that with the utmost respect and love mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a lot of woo churchy bitches all right we have a, a good friend who um i believe just got ordained whitney
3: mm-hmm. and
0: um And, you know, she's in a theology program, getting her PhD, and she also has an altar for her ancestors. And I think she's found that balance between, you know, what works for her. Mm -hmm. And so, like Kia said, you sit down, you assess those relationships, and you're going to figure out what works for you. And what feels good to you and what resonates with you and what doesn't resonate with you. You know, there are many things that people may say to you that you say, well, I don't think that this, this doesn't seem this way to me. So sit with that and see how you feel about that. But you don't necessarily have to adopt all of the ideologies and beliefs that your family does from the core. You know, you may not agree with some of those. And I think you have to come to a a space where you're OK saying, I don't agree with this or this is not yes. personally my belief to your family. And that is that is your right as an individual, as a human being. Um and, I, and it is your right, like Kia said, to, to ask questions and to explore yes. what works for you.
1: Yes. I aim to live mm-hmm. and operate in a love that allows for and leads into differences and disagreement. I believe Absolutely. that that strengthens and enhances the way that I love. Um, and it, it illuminates things about me and about the person that I'm in relationship with. And, you know, disagreement, the fact that we disagree about something, that's just a condition uh, or mm-hmm. a circumstance that we are navigating or negotiating. It does not compromise the way that I love. Uh, you know, if I disagree with you, it does not, should not compromise the way that I love you. If it does, then mm-hmm. that that question that cause that cause the actual essence of our relationship um, to be called into question, at least for me. Yep. And so there are many people who I am in relationship with or connected to that I don't agree with around a lot of things. But that does not mean that I throw them away, that I love them Mm -hmm. differently, that I treat them differently. Um, If it comes down to a discussion about that difference, then we can absolutely have that. Um, But it doesn't to me, it does not have to be a deal breaker. Um, and i I believe that that is the kind of unconditional love that Christ has for us that we are called to emulate in the earth uh mm. you know we can disagree, but we don't have to throw each other away and I and, and that is just that's just that's just who I am that's just what I believe. I may not
0: agree that scallops taste good that doesn't mean that they don't taste good to you
1: exactly and you it doesn't mean, I mean that we can't go to dinner. It means it right. doesn't mean
0: that. And it doesn't mean that scallops are poisonous because right. I don't like them. Exactly. You know what I mean? So exactly. I hope that I
1: hope that all
0: of that is very helpful to you. I was about to call her Vanessa Williams. Vanessa Huxley. <laughs> 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 and um and thank you for those very thoughtful. Yes. Thoughtful questions. And thank Odyssey you for your transparency us. and sharing, you know, the, the various struggles that you're dealing with right now. Um, and we, we pray your peace and, yes. and love and we're in always everywhere. here anytime that you need to check in. Um, yeah, we're all, you're, we're always here for that. So thank you for sharing and, and for the rest of you, you can send your honesty box questions to hello at getting grown.co. That's,
3: That's right. hello
0: at getting co. No yes. M. Thank you so much. And with that being said, we're going to move on to a self care. it's uh, a self-care I know that's right whatever you want to call it this week and I have one okay so kind of slash shout out as well so you know that, that we read with Noah, even at, at this great big age of 10, <laughs> we still do bedtime stories uh, because that's our time with her. So Tristan has a book that he'll read with her and then she and I will have a book that we read together, um, generally chapter books so that we can go through them together and... um and it's nice. Mm-hmm. Like we just alternate and figure out who's gonna do it that night. And lately we've been getting into the Babysitters Club series. All right. But but we're going to take a pause. Okay. Because I got a new book by Eden Royce called Conjure Island. Oh. So Conjure Island, um Let's see. Book page that it blends mystical elements with historical ones for a novel that explores Gullah Geechee culture oh. as well as the social upheavals of the 1960s. A thoughtful story about a family taking on op- all obstacles seen and unseen together. And so, um, Eden Royce is a is an author uh from Charleston, South Carolina, who essentially believes that black children deserve uh mysticism and um, you know, magic as well. The same way that we get with Disney or what have you, she believes that black children deserve that as well. And that we should incorporate our history with these stories, mm. especially as it pertains to Gullah Geechee culture. And so this is a mix of historical and fantasy, but it is Conjure Island by Eden Royce. And so this is going to be our new book um i'm gonna just read the little insert so we can get a little if you ask delphine delphinia baker she tell you she has all the family she needs sure her mom passed away when she was young her dad is often away on deployment and she's never had anyone she can call her people but she has always had grandma and for and for dell that's enough all this changes though when grandma falls ill and dell is sent to stay with her great-grandmother Dell has never heard of Nana Rose, and she has no interest in staying on an unbearably hot island off the South Carolina coast. And when Nana Rose starts talking about the school she runs dedicated to their family's traditions, something called conjure magic, Del knows she's in for a weird, awkward summer. Hmm. That is until the magic turns out to be real. Soon, Dell is surrounded by teachers who call themselves witches, kids with, no strange abil- with strange abilities, creatures and ghosts who can speak to her. She has a hundred questions, but one more than any other. Why didn't Grandma ever tell me any of this? Tell her about this. As Dell sets out to find answers, she discovers a shadowy presence on the island and comes to believe that it all might be connected. Eden Royce, the acclaimed author of Root Magic, returns to the folklore of Gullah Geechee culture to weave an enchanting tale of magic, mystery and belonging. So that's going to be our new book. So if you for those, you don't even have to have kids, for your nieces, your nephews, yourself, your kids, your grandchildren, whatever. um, If this is your zhuzh, Mm. obviously I know it's not everybody's, (laughs) then Conjure Island by Eden Royce. I've shown it on the Patreon video as well. Um, And I'll put the link in the description box.
1: I love the historical aspect because I think so much of that culture is often lost in translation so i love that that is something that is being brought to bear in this in this book yes. and made available to younger generations because it's important for absolutely us to know where we come from in that regard
0: black mysticism is a thing too you know what i mean like people deserve we we what, what do we have with uh, mickey mouse i don't know if you're allowed to watch it fantasia fantasia
1: oh like that movie the cartoon
0: with the broom yeah. started
1: walking and carrying on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: and the hippo with the with the with the skirt
1: and mm-hmm. all of that. Were you allowed to watch that? I was not I was not, not allowed to watch Fantasia. I don't think Okay. That was not okay. something that was was expressly forbidden. No. Okay. I well, don't remember. You got, that. Like, Fantasia. I, don't that, I don't think I chose to watch it. But <laughs> mm. but but that was not there. something that my mom was like, you can't watch that. Now Sabrina the Teenage Witch, no go. <laughs>
0: No, what ahead. about disney movies y'all
1: were like y'all weren't blocked from watching any disney no movies. we could watch disney movies i remember things like i i had an aunt my godmother was always very vocal about things that she thought were very adult like adult things uh-huh. in disney movies mm-hmm. she would be like mm-hmm. that's adult but she, but it was never like um it was never we were allowed to watch disney yes
0: okay i say only say that because we've got Um, Snow White and the Seven Mm Dwarves, and you've got the witch, and then you've got so you know the mysticism in that, and we've got Cinderella Mm -hmm. and transforming, you know, at 12 o'clock, she's going to all of this mysticism and fantasy. And so, I love that I know they've taken a turn with Coco, even though Disney, fuck you for trying to trademark Diaz de los Muertos. Like, what the fuck is wrong with that?
1: I didn't know that, but
0: yes they tried like you have lost your goddamn minds but i know that we have you know we have that that we have aladdin with the magic carpet and the mm-hmm. genie and so forth and so i love that we that black children are are having spaces now for that black mysticism mixed with our histo- with our history you know and our ancestry and i think that's just beautiful so I want to shout out what our new self-care is. Me and Noah are going to be sitting reading Eden Royce Conjure Yay, Island yeah. and, um, and share it for anybody else who may be interested. Do you have, and I know that's right, or a self-care this week?
1: I uh, My self-care is very simple. Uh, and I think I okay. probably have done something similar to this. But uh, you know that meme that you see on Instagram, like when you hear five things that you could do when you are having a bad day. And the girl mm-hmm. be like, get your hair done, get your hair done, get your hair done, get, your hair done, get uh, your hair done. Yes. Um, I had a recent trip to the green room in DC to see our friend Tania. Okay.
2: Um,
1: yes, Tania, and I saw their podcasting again. Yes, indeed. y'all, y'all get into uh the the seasoned podcast. Um but yes, uh I went to to the green room and got my color refreshed. But aside from that, delicious. I uh, also just really enjoy and miss the hairdresser. Sometimes it's just you need to have you a good Friday evening when you are, you Mm -hmm. and the women at the beauty parlor are just engaging about all of the things that are going on in the world. It really... Over
0: fish plates. Over, you
1: know, you order some food and somebody had a little Mm -hmm. bottle of rosé. We were just sitting there kathleen like aunties and having a good time discussing all things from I love that Kiki Palmer to you know Renaissance to you know all of the things just what we're doing for the mm-hmm. summer. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, it's just good to have good sister time in the beauty in the beauty shop setting. The beauty parlor is always going to be a play a, a cultural staple for me. As a black woman, Mm -hmm. I always, my spirit Mm -hmm. gets fed just by going there. So my black woman self-care was to visit the green room and have just a good dose of black woman womaning down to the beauty shop. I love
0: that. And Tania's a good time. A good time. We always have a good time. Tania is a good time. So So I love that. I love that you had that. And I love that you talked about that cultural aspect of the beauty shop. Heck yes.
1: We need to discuss things it's important. in the beauty shop, like men discuss things at the barbershop. There are those kinds yeah, of but conversations. With sense. Yes, and discussions that happen in the yeah. beauty shop. And, <laughs> you know, if you eat, I know that we are in a DIY stage and the girls are doing things themselves. And I love that we're empowered to care for ourselves, our hair, our body, and doing things at home. But get you an appointment at the hair salon. At least once yeah. a quarter and just go on yeah. down there and sit under the dryer. You don't even got to say nothing, but just watch and see the sights and, 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 and get, get your spirit fed. You know, listen to the girls discussing relationships and love and culture mm-hmm. and food mm-hmm. and yes. fun. All of these things happen at the, yes. at the beauty shop and don't get too caught up in your routine that you don't allow yourself that space to take advantage of that, mm-hmm. that cause it is, does, it does something for your spirit.
3: It does.
0: It does. I love that. Well, that is, that concludes our self care segment. This go round. We're going to hop into these petty beefs. All right, I'm
1: excited. I can't wait to hear your story.
0: Uh, And I want to be very responsible Of the things I say to my sister Cause everybody know I can be real petty P-E to the Uh T-T-Y y'all Welcome to the Petty Peeves
1: Petty Peeves
0: And uh, you know I told y'all about the the Little girls last week at the beach Mm -hmm. You know I'm trying to enjoy my summer with my family. We've mm-hmm. been having a really good time. We're taking Noah out, Tristan and I are having little date nights. I love this. We're having family beach days. Like, it's been enjoyable. What a time. But we go for uh, a date night the other day.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: We, we, we go to play mini golf at this at this new place that's, yes. like, super cute. It's I, saw, only I
1: saw that down to your stories. I did, very nice. Wasn't it cute? Very adorable.
0: Um, and it has like all these bars all over the place mm-hmm. and all these different types of food you can order and like different people at different uh like when you're at when you're doing what is it uh nine holes i think it's nine holes usually it's 18. but when you're at certain numbers they have menus and like somebody who comes over refresh your you know get you another drink it's a cute spot for like friend outings dates whatever so we go have a good time and then we're gonna go eat at like a restaurant afterwards Mm -hmm. so make a reservation get to the restaurant first and foremost i hate restaurants where you have to get on an elevator to go to the main floor where to eat and go to the check-in because i feel like it's inefficient for the customers up there but anyway Mm -hmm. so we go get up to the elevator and then there's a giant group of people who are clearly together but they're all crowded around the host stand Mm -hmm. so it's like okay i don't want to miss my reservation, I'll wait a few minutes. But when they're not moving, I was like, all right, I see there's three hosts. So we go to the other side and we stand there. And one of the hosts is like, hey, one, she'll help you out in just a second. Cool, no problem. So we stand there for about 45 seconds. And the, the one who the one who was supposed to, when she pointed and she was like, she's gonna help you. The one who was supposed to be helping, she's on the computer, she's on the phone, she's doing all the things but there's not even a glance up and like a hold on or one second or any that. of that. It's like everything to avoid meeting your gaze at right. all. Right, right. So we're standing there, finally, after about 45 seconds, she goes, you're gonna need to move over to the left to check in. So Tristan was like, oh, talking to me like that? No, I'm not, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> and I'm just standing there like, are, like, are you? You know, there's Ooh, no way there's what's wrong with you. So she was like, excuse me, I am not the one who's supposed to be checking you in. So you need to. move." So I was like, all right. I said, let's move over so that we can check in. But before I walked over and this is the same tone that I had with Donna from American Airlines. I said, the next time you address a customer, I was like, you should acknowledge that they're actually standing there. I was like, even if you if you this is where we're supposed to go to check in we don't know that we see that there's three hosts three computers so the next time you want to address somebody you need to actually acknowledge them before just telling them to shuffle one she was like it is interesting goes yeah you don't do that to people she was it is not my job to check people it is actually my job not to speak to customers i am supposed to be on the computer i am supposed to be on like she's talking she starts doing that so Tristan goes, you don't know what you're doing. Like, you don't know how to deal with people. You don't know what you're doing. That incensed her. And <laughs> she raised up an octave. And so and I had just talked to her in the tone that I told you. Right. She raises up an octave. Baby, I, I lost it. <laughs> I said, I don't know who the fuck you talking to. Okay. I was like, but the way that I just spoke to you is not how you're speaking to me. Now I'm going to go up an octave with you and I'm going I'm to actually surpass you. I was like, if you see three fucking host stand, hostesses at a host stand, how the fuck am I supposed to know it's not your motherfucking job to deal with customers? There's a way for you to address that without you snapping off on people like they're supposed to just know whose role is what at this motherfucking restaurant like they worked in. My That's man. not how you deal with people. I said, now you start talking to me stupid, so I'm gonna talk to you even stupider. At that point, the, the general manager come over. And I was like, mm-hmm, he's so he's like, what happened? I told him, and he was like, all right, we're gonna get you seated for your reservation. Like, I see I see you're in the system. I'm gonna have a talk with her. It's extra busy right now, but I'm gonna have a talk with her because that's not how you deal with people. We go to the table, the other manager comes over, heard you all had some issues at the host stand. Let me get you all an appetizer. I'm sorry about that. I want you to have a good experience. And then for the rest of the time, we did. Service was great, managers were great. We didn't have any other issues. But I don't like the fact that I even had to go there with her Mm -hmm. because she went there with me because I'm not going out looking for an issue. I'm going out to try to enjoy myself, to eat some delicious food, to have a couple drinks and to mind my fucking business. You could have easily said, hey, um, I'm actually I deal with the computers and the phone calls. But if you step over here, somebody will be able to help you out in a second. Had you said that, I would have gladly shifted right on over and it would have been no problem. But you start talking to me like I'm stupid, as if I'm supposed to know what your role is assigned here when you're at the place where people go to check in. (laughs) It doesn't make any fucking sense. And it was a young white girl and I knew exactly what was happening immediately. She thought she was getting ready to get us put out of the restaurant. And I'm like, you're not gonna get me put out of here. I'm not here to act rah-rah with all these people. I'm I'm, I'm not here for all of that. But you are going to learn today that you don't talk to people like that, and you don't deal with people like that. Mm. So that was my petty <sighs> peeve. That is, and and I'm glad that our everything turned around and it ended up being wonderful. But I'm going to call and make a formal complaint on her because I hate that bitch.
1: That's interesting. What's your petty peeve? That's interesting. <laughs> that you know, you know, there is this thing right where. I think sometimes people are so consumed with what's going on in their head that they don't realize that they've not communicated to what uh, or are communicated or connected to what's going on around them. Um and we are not in your head, girl. Like we don't know what I don't know what what you're doing here, but I do know that you're standing at the place where I check in. So <laughs> yeah,
0: that's it. I don't like I don't know what's what. You can tell me what's what and I'll and I'll gladly follow whatever that protocol is. But don't talk to people like that. You don't talk to people, you don't deal with people like that. But what do you got what you got? What you got going on?
1: <laughs> um <laughs> I think that okay, so similarly checking into the hotel, I did not have an issue, but my colleague had an issue at the at the front desk at the hotel yesterday and I, I feel like you know in customer service situations, mm-hmm. managing managing yourself and the situation is a part of the job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are the frontline person at the front at the front desk. you are, the, you are my uh, caveat and connection to what's going on at the organization so everything I know has to come through you Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and so um, sometimes I feel like people who are in customer service especially who are that front line I don't always know that they uh, recognize that that's what's happening but it's like you have to be able to manage yourself and manage the situation otherwise all of this is just going to be chaotic and I think a lot of times how you frame your what what is on the table matters so mm-hmm. if it's an issue of like like you know i can't find your reservation or your reservation is not coming up in the system that mm-hmm. would be the way to express that versus you don't have a reservation <laughs> Right. Like, hello. like Again, okay. delivery. If I'm telling you, like, if I'm coming up to you, you ask me for my name and my confirmation number and I provide that. I didn't pull that out of my tail. That right. means I that, I, that up. I didn't make that up. If I gave you the information that you requested and then you on your end can't find things, this is not my problem to fix. It nope. is yours. And so, nope. we went through this thing yesterday and there happened to be two reservations for uh, for my friend and as opposed to the person at the front that's saying I see two reservations here or the reservation number that you gave me is, con- is not connected to, you know, instead of saying it like that, she just kept saying you don't have a reservation for today. You have a reservation for tomorrow. You don't have a reservation mm-hmm. for today. And I had to literally step in and, and say, is it that he doesn't have a reservation or it doesn't match what you see? Well, it doesn't match what you see. OK, well, then stop telling him he don't have a reservation because it's right here in his hand. Like, like, where's like, the problem solving here? Like, if, if it doesn't match what you see on your end, let's figure out how to make them match so that we can move forward in a way that it's a win win for everybody. I, I'm, we're not here dumb. to hold up the line But we have a reservation here Per the information that's in the app I have an app dumb. You have a computer I have an app Let's make these two things match Instead of you accusing me That what I have is insufficient or incorrect Because I'm telling you This is what I have So I don't know My petty peeve is like I wish there's sometimes people who were Like let's be solutions based <laughs> let's <laughs> find the, the problem solving. Let's find the fix. And this is not about you judging or saying I don't have what I'm supposed to have. I'm not saying you're not doing what you're supposed to do. We have reached a place where we don't. What what we need is where we're mismatched. So let's work to resolve it, as opposed to you stepping back. Crossing your arms and saying, you don't have a reservation for today. Like, what is that? Okay. Be humble. Be (laughs) humble. Because that is what I'm saying. Having that humility and wanting to try to find a solution gives me, you know, that helps me to know that you're trying to get me into a room. You recognize that I have a problem and you're trying to help me find a solution. And then in the end, because, you know, turns turns out that... I'm not wrong. You are. (laughs) Right? Mm. It turns out that Uh. I'm not the one who came to this Mm. situation with misinformation or made a mistake Mm. by Mm. like misspelling a name or missing a number. It wasn't me. It was you. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. you have stepped back and folded your arms, but now you want me to accept your apology when you are not offering. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I feel like Especially, I hope I hope that I never have to, but I recognize that life is life, right? So in my com- customer service days, when I was the person who was the frontline person dealing with the, the consumer, mm-hmm. my aim was always to find the solution. It was always mm-hmm. to let's fix the problem. It wasn't to make the person feel bad. It wasn't to make yep. myself feel like I was good or that I had some sort of power. Girl, Right. let's get the people checked in. It's your job to get check to the, shit. the people Let's get in. to the
0: shit and figure out how to let's fix it.
1: get the people checked in.
0: Jesus Christ. I don't feel like That's it's what, hard. See, I, mean, I don't, I don't like that. Like That's why I'm hard. about to join this board because I keep hearing of it at this school because I keep hearing all these things about these people coming through trying to cut staff and do this and that. And I'm like, we don't have enough for this. Well, then how do we find enough? And
1: this is what I'm saying. Let's talk about that. And how I'll do we find enough? Another conversation that I don't know, and I feel like I'm torn here because at work we were having some conversations around AI and how AI, mm-hmm. people are thinking about AI as this great solution, it's great fix, it's going to streamline things and make things faster because we can have AI mm-hmm. in place. And I'm just like, I hear all of the ways that this might be efficient, but there is something to be said for a person, you know? How many times are we on the phone, screaming customer service agent? (laughs) Because (laughs) I need to to speak to a person. I want a real breathing human (laughs) being on the other end of this phone. (laughs) I don't want a bot. Because a
0: bot
1: bot is like this person, like, you know, I only, I only have the information that I have. I don't have any means to look for it. If it's a different sort of way, I feel like we're going to lose a lot of, of the ease of, you know, relationship building can make for easeful business transactions. Yes. And when we, we when we eliminate people from all of these interactions, I feel like we are headed into a place where I don't want to do. Like I don't want to be engaged. Yes, there are times when it's really efficient and cost effective and time saving for me yeah. to check in to the app on my phone. Yes. Right, I check into my or hotel. Press one to confirm my sometimes, appointment. Yeah, sometimes sure. that Great. is ideal. But what happens when the app? Because according to the app, yesterday we were checked in when we arrived. Only mm-hmm. for us to get to the desk and learn. Like, we were talking about this. You get the app, you get checked in, you ask for a mobile key. I checked into the mm-hmm. hotel yesterday at 1 o'clock. My mobile key wasn't available until 7 p.m. So yes. I had to go to a person. So this is what I'm saying. Like, the the people, I don't know, we're losing. Yeah. Customer service is right, like... Yeah, we're- we, something is happening here. I don't know, I don't know what's going <laughs> They're on. They're trying to
0: have robots take over the world, and it's just and it's not, not working.
1: It. It's failing miserably. Hello, world. the hands. If y'all know
0: anything about AI, there's always something off with the hands and the clavicle. So things can work <laughs> and work and work, but I'm always like, when are those hands going to come in the so back? big that fucking going These big is gonna show hands, itself.
1: These but, big you know, these fucking hands,
0: alien fingers. These just baby, something
1: is amiss. Baby pictures with human. Uh, grown adult hands is not listen something is wrong terribly
0: it's always the hands always tell you because y'all love putting these AI pictures around now anyway and it Anyway, thank you for listening to another episode of Getting Grown. Um, We appreciate each and every one of you who, you know, submitted graduation announcements, honesty box questions. And thank you to our amazing guest, Dr. Micah Allen. I hope you guys got some good information. If you have more questions, send them to hello at gettinggrown.co and we can have
1: her on for a part two. Um, With that being said, sis, take us out. I hope that you are doing your very best to keep your mind moisturizing by moisturized by attending to the business that is yours and yours alone. There is nothing to be said for minding your business. It keeps us all safe. That's right. It is what we are supposed to do as a people. We are supposed to. The Bible says, "Live a quiet life and mind your business." Secondly, right. you want to interest. You want to moisturize your insides by drinking as much of the Lord's water as you can contain. Because that is what keeps your organs uh, uh, operating at optimal capacity. Finally, you want to moisturize your skin because your black will crack if it's dry. And no amount of artificial intelligence is going to be able to fix that for you. Or any serum.
3: Okay, bye. Bye. (laughs)
1: Have you ever wondered what the stars have to say about your favorite artists and writers? Listen to Stars and Stars with Issa, where I, your host and astrologer, Issa Nakazawa, read and interpret astrological birth charts of luminaries like W. Kamau Bell, Gia Tolentino, and so many more. You'll discover how astrology can unlock fascinating insights about these stars. And who knows, maybe you'll learn a little bit more about yourself. Listen to Stars and Stars with Issa
0: wherever you get your podcasts.